You're listening to another episode of Don't Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. All right, Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott, John. And I'm episode 268. That's right, John. Episode 268. It's been a long time since we've been here in the basement recording a show. The last one was 267. I think that was, uh, we missed two weeks. Is that right? Because we were out for Thanksgiving, and then we came back, and then uh, we were set to go on a Monday, and you pulled the plug on that one, John. You pulled the plug. But before we get to that, John, we need to uh, catch everybody up on our... Glorious Thanksgiving weekends, weeks, and weeks ends of Thanksgiving. Yeah, because you went to AZ. I did. I did. Didn't you? I did. And I went to North Carolina. So how was AZ? It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible, really. Horrible. Why the weather? What was horrible about no, it? No, the weather was great. It was just I couldn't. Uh, um. You know, I don't know. Spit it out, I don't man. know what's going on with my kidneys, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or stones or whatever you want to call it. So uh, hold on. Before you left, you passed a stone, right? Yeah. Or did I, you pass two of them? I passed several. Several of them before you left. Yeah. So you go out there and you still got more of these things? No, I don't know what happened. I, you know, I passed some stones. I felt a lot better. And then I got it again that Monday and, uh, I passed another stone, and then um, we went downtown, the city, for the uh, annual Festival of Lights uh, parade and fireworks, and we stayed at the Swiss Hotel. Swiss Hotel. Yeah, and uh, Rick and his lovely wife and kids and their neighbor came and joined us. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and I woke up Sunday morning with this sharp like pain in my back. And as soon as that happens, I start freaking out cuz we we got to go home, unpack, repack and then jump on a plane at uh, 7 in the morning. So home by 2, unpack everything, repack everything for a week. And then uh, wake up at 3 in the morning, shower, get ready, jump in a cab at 5, and, you know, get to the airport to leave at 7. So the whole flight was miserable. And uh, the whole time I was there. Because of your anxiety? Yeah, I don't know if it was the anxiety coupled with the pain in my back. Did you take a half a Xanax? Oh, yeah. I I had to Xan up every night because I would wake up at 3 in the morning. I couldn't fall back asleep. And, uh, so, yeah. That sounds awful. It was awful. It sounds dreadful. So then, what did you do during the day in AZ? Nothing. You just hung out? Is it still warm enough to go swimming? Yeah, (sighs) Hold on a second. I'm taking a drink. (laughs) Did they have a pool there? Yeah, but it wasn't warm enough. Well, the first... The first day we get there, you know, we land, and I'm exhausted. I said, you know, I'm going to take a nap. I take a nap. I wake up, and my wife's old neighbors from her neighborhood are there uh, with their one of her, uh, a, a guy that used to live across the street and his wife and their two kids, and they're swimming in the pool. 
and it's like uh, it's eighty degrees outside, but the pool's like forty. Forty, yeah, because it gets down to like forty, fifty degrees. How did they swim in forty? They were swimming in forty. I really? don't know. Hey, fifty-four is my limit. Okay, maybe it was fifty-four. I don't know, but it sure as hell wasn't no <laughs> eighty. <laughs> they had blue lips and everything when oh, they yeah. came out. That's not right. They were very pale. Um, yeah. So the whole time it was, uh, it was fucking miserable. <laughs> I mean, my wife is like, are you okay? Are you going to be all right? And I said, I don't know, man. My back is killing me. And it wasn't just like where my kidneys are. It would, it would crawl up all the way to my neck. It is. It's right now. It's all tight. and. But it's not muscle. Is it muscle pain or is it uh, kidney stone pain? Um, It's hard to tell because it could. Well, you know, with the kidney stone pain, like I told you, it's that little tube that runs. It's a muscular tube that runs down to your bladder. And when it's pushing a stone down, it's squeezing it. It's like a like a, a toothpaste tube, you know, as you push to the end to push the toothpaste out to the end of the, the hole. Yes, I know how to work toothpaste, Jim. Well, you Well, that's kind of how it pushes a kidney stone down. It squeezes it down. It tears you up all the way down. You know, Ouch. the stone's got, like, little fish hooks in it. <laughs> and, um, but if it's too big, you know, it's kind of, like, stuck there, and it's not doing anything. And I was supposed to go to the doctor uh, for a physical um, ahead of time, but I didn't go because he was going to send me for a CT scan, and the physicals are either on Tuesday or Friday, and then the CT scan would have been whenever, right after. So there was just too much shit going on that week, and we had to go downtown and do the Arizona thing. So I said, I'll just do it when I get back. So I called them on Friday before I left, which was you know Black Friday, and I got in to see him on Tuesday. Uh, and then he... He hooked me up with, but he had he had to wait until he got the blood test back on Thursday, this past Thursday, to hook me up with a CAT scan this Saturday, this last Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, so I did. I went to the doctor. I got the physical. I got the finger in the ass and everything. <laughs> he checked the blood pressure. Blood pressure was fine. It's the but guy they, with the knuckles. Yeah, but they found blood in my urine. Because they test it right there. And, uh, you know, I'm nervous as shit going into the doctor because I, I just hate that. And usually I'm in, I sit down, they call me, I'm in and out, and I'm done. This time, some guy was, they scheduled the physicals like right in a row, and there was a guy before me. And I could see he had his little cup next to him. And they finally come out and they go, sir, blah, blah, blah. And he says, nope, still not yet. Okay, we'll wait. Well, they finally take him in, and they do the physical on him, and I'm supposed to be, it's like a 10-minute wait usually. Well, I'm sitting there for 45 minutes, and the place is filling up with people. And I'm like, oh, fuck, come it's on. It's flu season, man. No, it's just filling up with old people. They're, they're all, there's just a bunch of physicals. There's a bunch of men. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all in for physicals, and they give you the piss cup, you know? So they give me the piss cup. They go, go, go do your thing. 
I go to take a, you know, do the piss cup, and here comes the guy who was before me. He comes in with his piss cup too. While you're in the, uh, in the yeah, it's, it's not a lock on no, the door. No, it's a, it's a public like oh, toilet. I see. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Is there one toilet, two toilets? Is there a urinal? It's a urinal. And then I'm like, well, you fuck You got to share this. it with I'm, him? No, I'm not going to share it with him. <laughs> so I go in the stall, you know, and I'm trying to get it going. It's not going. It's not going. And I'm I'm listening, and I can hear he's not either. So we're we're both having the uh, uh, the piss, uh, what do you ever call it, uh, piss shyness. And uh, he finally gives up and leaves. And all of a sudden, as soon as the door closes, like a fucking fountain, I start spraying into this cup. I'm thinking this isn't going to hold it all. You know, I'm like, oh, well, that's why there's I the hate toilet cu- there. Yeah, right? but I hate cutting it off because it kind of hurts. You know, you mean cut it off? You just swing it over to the. No, to I don't want to spray on the side so of it. What? And then spray- hand it to the no, lady. No, no, you- <laughs> Here you go. I sorry, it's all wet. There's a timing maneuver you can do with both hands, and you're a drummer. You got quick hands. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You don't have to cut it off. You just swing it over. So anyway, I cut it off. I just like, and I just shut down the whatever muscle it is that you stop it. But now you got to start it again. I'm the like, Kegel? Is it the Kegel? I guess. <laughs> I gave it a good good Kegel. <laughs> so I get it going again, and okay, wow. So I walk in, uh, I got it in my hand, and it's it's steaming hot, you know? Of course. It's 98 uh, degrees. And the lady, the nurse lady, opens the door, and I just, I had to do it, man. I had to. <laughs> had to do what? I had to do the fake trip and, like, throw it towards her direction. Uh, and she goes, on. oh, my God! <laughs> and the whole place heard it, and they're erupting with laughter. Uh you're just a class clown. Still. <laughs> she goes, man, you know, John, you really got me. And then she told me a story that she did the same thing to the doctor's wife. But she put like, tore up like some post-it notes and put it in the cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, she turned around with the urine sample and tested it and then closed it and grabbed the fake cup with the notes in it and she walked and tripped and did the same thing and the and the you know yellow confetti flew out onto the doctor's wife yeah she wasn't too happy she told me <laughs> she's like yeah i thought i was gonna get fired that day <laughs> but she didn't she's still no, there no yeah so she appreciated my humor my humor which you, i you know i that made me feel better and I go into the room, and of course, I'm waiting another 20 minutes. And he finally comes in. He says, you know, there's blood in your urine. I think it's the kidney stone. Maybe it's uh, it could be an infection, so I'm going to put you on some Cipro. And, uh, and as soon as we get the blood test back, we're going to do, uh, we have to certify it. Uh, and everybody's like, why don't they just send you for the CT? Why did that well, apparently, they got to get the creatine levels and the bun. Uh, it's a blood urea. It's some sort of ratio to the creatine level. And they need to know that in order to to give you a certain level of iodine for the contrast that they're looking at. So they're looking for, is it is it uh, are you in the normal range of renal function or abnormal? You know, are you over or short? Um. 
so now I'm on, you know, pins and needles. Okay, okay well, let me back up a little bit. Before, he tells me he's got to do this and this and this. And I said, okay, great. And they did the heart monitor thing. And the whole time I'm having PVCs. So I tell the lady, I go, listen, I'm having these pulmonary ventricle contractions all the time. Whenever I get anxiety, they they come up and... And she goes, okay, well, we're going to give you the EKG. You know, they hook me up. And the tape runs the whole time. And she goes, oh, there's none on it. Okay. The second she walks out of the room, one of my ventricles starts compulsing. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, every time they do this to me. And the doctor, the the cardiologist told me, don't worry about it. The ER doctor said it's nothing. My doctor said it's nothing. But they feel weird, you know? I don't know if you've ever had one. It feels like a hiccup, but in your chest. Oh, yeah. You know? I, I get those. Um, I used to get those when I was younger, and I would uh, drink, right? Drink a lot, party in college, and then I'd go play basketball the next morning. Uh, and it's from dehydration, and, and you get the um, the hard palpitations. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's it. So I have been drinking a lot of water. I've been cranking up the water intake. And uh, so he does, uh, you know, he, he pokes around on me. Any pain? No, no, no. Just poking around. Okay. Drop your drawers. So he grabs my nuts, you know. And he's like, any pain? I go, yeah, you know, my right testicle, it aches every once in a while. He goes, yeah, that's probably a stone. Okay. Uh, and then he tells me to bend over and he does the old moon river, right? And he's jamming it way in there longer than he's ever done it before. And he goes, while he's doing it, he goes, do you feel any pain? Uh, <laughs> well... That's a loaded question. He goes, I know, I know, I know. I just, you know, I mean, like, other than that. Well, I really don't know. I I didn't know what to tell him. Yeah, of course it fucking hurts. You got fingers like Shaquille O'Neal. They're like a porno beads with the, the knuckles and the arthritis. And uh, he laughed, you know. And then they gave me my little kit where you got to shit into a... a you got a shit, too? When's the last time you went for a physical? I never physical? had to shit. They give you uh They gave it to me every time. It's a kit. You get to take it home. Yeah, you, put, you, you lay it across the toilet seat, and then you shit onto this. this it looks like a piece of toilet paper or something, but it, it's, it loops across the seat, and then it catches your crap. And then you take this thing, it looks like a, you know what girls use to, to do their eye, the, the eyelashes? What is that thing called? Mascara? Mascara. It's like a mascara stick and you dip it into your turd. And then you stick it in this <laughs> bottle and you send it via the mail out Wait to be tested. Wait a minute, you got a shit story. We didn't play the shit story stinger. Oh, I'm sorry. Come on, man. I don't know. What is the shit story stinger? No, that's, no, that's our... Uh, I don't know what the shit story stinger it's, uh, is. It's a Justin Timberlake um, parody by our good friend Steve from the Spasmatics. Oh. Really? Yeah. How does this go? It's just like the Justin Timberlake thing. Uh, I'm bringing sexy back, but I'm bringing uh, poopy back. Come on, man. Are we on the same show? <laughs> 
Well, let me find it. Let me find it here. Is it called duty something? Or So here's the good news. Uh, you just send a thing with some duty on it back, right? You don't yeah. send your whole turd back. No. All right. That's that's the good news. No. The bad news is somebody has to yeah. take this and look at it and do something with it. Yeah. There we go. Is How much do those people make is what I want to know. Do they get a, a premium for having to deal with people's feces? I would demand it. Or I guess I I'd look know. for other work. It's science. <laughs> it Why, is, I haven't done it yet. It is science. I haven't, oh, you haven't done, done it, done it yet. No. So wait a minute. You how, When was the physical? So the physical was last Tuesday. You haven't dropped a deuce since last Tuesday? No, I have. But you haven't done the... All right, uh, let me finish. Can I finish? Okay, I just told you they gave me a kit, and this is what you got to do. <laughs> but I haven't done it yet. So, you know, the physical's over. He sends me on my way. I get the the uh, antibiotics. I start taking them. I go to work. It's a very busy week. Month end, right? It's month end. I have to come in Saturday. And I'm... Oh, and I get the report back on uh, Thursday. And he tells me, okay, you got to call it in. Call into the hospital and they'll and set up an appointment. And uh, he, you got to remember this. Write this down. Your bun is 17 and your creatine is 1.12. Write it down. I, I started writing that down. Not you. <laughs> they told me to write it down. Well, thanks for writing it down, Scott. And they said, okay, uh, you know, tell them that. And here's your authorization number. And I write that down. And so I call the hospital, and, and it's a fucking impossible to get to the department you want to get to. So I go to the website, and I look, and I got to click around, and and uh, my doctor just tells me a couple of things. Well, I, I call him up uh, for the CT scan. I said, listen, I need a CT scan. They said, okay, how much do you weigh? I tell them. They said, how, uh, you know. Uh, what what are you getting scanned? I go, I don't know. Kidneys, I guess. Well, do you have the order? I said, I, I don't. My doctor does. Is there a fax number or something I could send to? <sighs> yeah. Uh, one of these. Okay. Here's Another the fax number. Okay. As soon as you get it done, call me back. Okay. So I call my doctor's office. I said, they won't schedule it without the order, so you need to fax it. The doctor's office is like, what? Since when? Oh, Jesus. All right. Give me like five minutes. I'll send it. So I gave her like a half hour. I call back at the hospital. Oh, yeah, we got it right here. Okay, let's well, let's pre-run your insurance as a courtesy. Oh, yeah, you have to pay uh, $937. I go, for what? She goes, well, that's your, your copay out of pocket for uh, that's left over for this year. I'm like, well, I don't think so, but okay, whatever. Hook me up. Uh, first available, and she takes like 10 minutes to find me a first available. First, um, let's see. Oh, geez. For, can you do 3 o'clock on Saturday? Of course. That'd be the best. Okay, so 3 o'clock Saturday. So I tell my wife about the money and the insurance, and she goes mental. 
<laughs> calls the insurance company in the hospital and starts yelling at people. Next thing I know, they they had the wrong amount. It was only like four hundred. And she's like, unbelievable. She she hates that shit when they screw up billing. So I said, okay, thanks for taking care of that. Uh, the one thing though, I'm going to be late coming home uh, Friday, I think. So can you stop by and you got to pick up a prep kit? I don't even know what the hell it is, but you could just drive right up to the circle drive where the valet is, and they said you can walk right in and they'll give it to you. I'll, I called them already. They said no problem. She what said, "What is this she, prep kit?" Well, I'm getting to that. All right. So she goes there, and it turns out they got her sitting there for like 45 minutes, and it's right by it's it's in her car. Well, no, at the, inside the, the facility. Uh-huh. Her car's running outside. So she walks in, and uh, they, they make her wait like 45 minutes. They finally get it to her. And the reason why I asked her is because she works in Park Ridge, and the hospital's in Park Ridge. So uh, she comes home with it, and she goes, Okay, I have to explain this to you because they don't have it written down. I'm like, oh, shit. I have to drink... Uh, 16 ounces of barium three times. Uh, They said, but no, this is a different kind. Instead of the big chalky bottle of it or whatever, it's this clear liquid and you put it in in a bottle. You could, I guess. No, it has to be clear liquid. Well, yeah, vodka. Clear liquid, uh, water or crystal light. So she said... Now I gotta work. I gotta go to work at eight o'clock, and I figured I'll work till two, or maybe one thirty, and then drive over there, and uh, just drive straight over there and get it done. Well, the wife tells me, um, yeah, they said that usually the first one you drink, it goes right through you. I'm like, oh yeah, so I pee a lot, right? No, no, no. It goes right through you. It's fast acting. Yeah. So I thought, okay, this is great because I've been bound up for like two days, right? (laughs) I go, but this is, I'm not going to be at work when this goes down. So I'm coming home. So I get home. You drink it on the way home. Yeah. Well, I get home at one o'clock and I start chugging this stuff and it doesn't do anything. Nothing. 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 It actually tasted pretty good. So at two, I got to down another one. So I down another one at two. Well, I had it in my mind. I had to be there at three, but it said that I had to be there at two thirty. And my wife shows up at two, like two twenty, and she's like, "Hey, what the fuck? What are you doing? You got to be there at two I'm like, "Where does it say that on the sheet of paper?" Oh shit! So I take my drink bottle and I go over there. I chug down the last one there. Uh, and the ladies, she's got to put an IV in my arm. And, uh, I'm like, uh, what's this all about? She goes, well, I don't know why, but your doctor wants, uh, the imaging with contrast. So we got to fill you up with iodine. So they stick it in my right arm and they can't get the tube into my vein. And they're sliding this thing in and out. And it's, it looks like a piece of thick fishing line. They're trying to fish into my, like a a mini straw in my vein. And they're pulling it out and in and out. And it looks like, you know, the fake shots you see like in the movies. 
mm-hmm. where they stick it in the arm and it looks like it's going in, but it's not. Well, it's going in. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm hurting. I go, you're not hurting me. Just, you know, get it done. Just focus. Okay, we got to do the other arm. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So they do the other arm. They finally get it in. You I'm, know why they have trouble? Why is that? You're dehydrated. Oh, well, whatever. But you were drinking barium, right? I was drinking tons of shit. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm drinking and drinking and drinking, and uh, you know they're commenting how cute I am with my little my little drink bottle. I'm like that's funny, you know. And they're really really nice. These two ladies, and then I gotta lay down on this table and then go into this big giant donut for it- CT. For the CT scan, and they they raise me up, and the thing is almost touching my stomach. Now, I look at the donut, and it's just a donut. It's like a it's like a big circle. They shove you in, and it's only like about a foot deep. You know, it's 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 nothing to it. But as they bring me in, it gets up to my chin, and I start fucking. I almost like the Hulk break out of the thing. Because I'm like, I'm thinking this thing's wrapped around my body. What the fuck? You know? And she goes, are you okay in there? I'm like, uh, I'm trying to keep it together. I don't know why I'm freaking out, but I am. All right, all right. I'll pull you out. She pulls me out. Okay, calm down. I calm down, and I go, look, I'm ready. I just want to get my head cleared out. It's good. We're good to go. So they shove me in there, and it's and there. There's a voice, a computer. It says, "Take in a breath, hold it, breathe." And it's a, it's a computer. It sounds like the chick from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Computer, and uh, I do that like three times, and then she injects me with the iodine, and she says, "You're gonna feel warm from your head to your groin to your toes. Nice. It's gonna feel like you wet your pants." Like, oh, out of sight. Excellent. So they shoot me up, and I could feel that. They stick me in and out of the donut. I'm, and she goes, okay, that's it. You could go. I'm like, sweet. So I get home, and now the whole time, I'm just fucking sick to my stomach. You know, I've drinking these three bottles of whatever, of barium. I, I, I got this iodine running through me. I just feel terrible. And the wife comes home and she's like, hey, what do you want to do? You want to go out? You want to go get some drinks? You want to see a movie? And I'm like, I really don't want to do anything. But I remember Joe had texted me he wanted to go see VBX. And I said, okay, you know what? Why don't we just go over there? And it's close to home. If I bail, so what? It's, it's right there. So it was that day? It was that, that day. day. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so I went, and and um, I, I actually started feeling pretty good after a while, but then it just got so fucking loud there. And then I walked down to watch, like, one song, and I'm like, oh, this is too loud. I come back, and you're gone. Yeah, I'm gone. You man. don't say goodbye or nothing. Well, hold on. Hold on now. We got to back up. So uh, that Saturday... um. Oh, I forgot to tell one story. Uh, go ahead. So on the flight home, the wife gets uh, uh, the seats she gets are the bulkhead. You ever sit in the bulkhead? I think so. 
it's the first row. Well, there's lots of bulkheads. If there's a separation, it's always called a bulkhead. But normally, the bulkhead is the first the exit, row behind. Right? No, it's the it's the first row behind um, first class. And there's like a wall there, and you got yeah. extra leg room. Right. But the seats are a little tighter because the tray table is in the seat. Mm-hmm. Well, instead of sitting on the the aisle, which I always sit on, I have to have the aisle. I, I just I hate flying. I gotta sit on the aisle, or I, I fucking freak out. Well, this time because the seats were a little narrower, I decided to sit by the window because there's actually more room by the window because the. You got the other armrest where there's no tray table in it, and you got the the port for the window for your shoulder, so you got room. And my kids sit to the left of me. As soon as I sit down and people start coming on because we're preferred, because uh, of our miles, we get on first and we're all set. People start piling in, and there then there's just like this traffic jam of people. And I got a wall in front of me I can't see. So I start freaking out. I start getting all claustrophobic. And I look at my kids and I'm like, wow, I'm in a state of mind where I could literally stand up now, shove my kids out of the way (laughs) and people and run off this plane. So you had a Xanax before you got on, right? No. You didn't? No, I didn't because I thought, you know, I was feeling okay when I got on. I had to have a Xanax. Uh, when I I had to have a Xanax, I did. I dug through my bag. I'm How like, quickly does it react? It takes like a half hour. A half to an hour over, for a half an hour. You're still anxious. You're still ready. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I, I kind of sat up on the seat and I just looked to the back of the plane where I could see a di- you know a lot of distance. So I was like, I'm like, okay, that's not bad. Uh, and I just kind of calmed down after. And it was hot on the plane too. That makes it worse. And I've always been a little claustrophobic, even when I was a kid. I didn't. I hated the back seat of the car. My parents always bought cars that didn't have a back door. You know, they flipped the front seat down, and then you'd sit in the back, and there's no leg room whatsoever. You ever have those cars? Like no, a Gremlin. I always, always had the four door. Oh no, well, my yeah, parents in high school. You know, friends had yeah. those types of cars. So yeah. So I that was that episode, but that that was fine. Eventually, everything was cool. We took a cab home. I was totally stoked because I was home in my own bed. It's good to be home, isn't yeah, it? It is. House smells a little weird, though. You know, uh, in Arizona, there's something about everything seems fresher there because the sun just kind of like bleaches everything. There's a weird. There's a different kind of smell well the sun kills a bunch of shit yeah that's why you always leave the curtains open yeah so it seems fresher i get home and it smells like fucking dog oh that's uh, you not know right. the, the house smells like dog that's not right doesn't your house smell like dog no. when you get home no and, no and uh so we we left we went to north carolina we came home and when we got home it still smells like a new house um and i was concerned about that because something happened with the dogs before we left um, it wasn't shitting. It was vomit. One of the dogs vomited, yeah. and it it just smelled up the whole house. I got home. I cleaned it up, and I was worried when we got home that it would still smell like that. But when we got home, it smells like a new house. 
Well, our house was cleaned by the cleaning lady on uh, Thursday before we got home. And f- we got home Friday. So it was super clean. It just, I don't know, nobody else smelled it. I said i said to my wife, I'm like, do you smell that? It smells like dog. It does not. It smells clean. I don't know what it is. I have some sort of a, like a fucking dog sense of smell. I can smell anything. That's why I have a problem changing diapers to smell. <laughs> well, yeah, and I've had it with dogs, John. I've had it with fucking dogs. I don't think I'm ever going to get another ah. dog. <laughs> All right, so my trip to North so Carolina, yeah, that was John. My whole so while thing. you went to AZ, I went to North Carolina. So my wife set this up. Just uh, us, just the family, the family unit, the wife, my daughter, my son. Uh, she, we usually go to the Oregon coast. We love the Oregon coast, but she works with this woman, and the woman suggested Baldhead Island, North Carolina. So we take a jet, and then we have to take a prop plane. And I remember I complained about this prop oh, plane. Yeah. But I was, I felt safer in the prop plane than I did in the jet because when we got in the thing, I remembered this book I read called. Um, I can't remember the fucking name of it, but it was about a, a B fifty two bomber, yeah, Italian guy who was uh, who was going to break the mile record, uh, and then he got drafted and he became this B fifty two bomber. Prop planes, prop planes have been around for a long fucking time, right. and that gave me a lot of confidence. Um, it didn't give me confidence when we were on the tarmac and they fired up the right one, but the left one wouldn't go on. <laughs> But eventually, the left one went on. I only need one. So, uh, a jet, prop plane, rent a car, ferry, and we finally make it to the island. And on the island, there's no cars. You, you get everybody gets a little golf cart. So we had a golf cart we could tool around in. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But there were palm trees on the island. That freaked me out. This is North Carolina, right? There's palm trees. And it was, uh, the weather was kind of shitty when we got there. It was raining. It was in the 50s. But uh, towards Thanksgiving, it was in the 60s, sunny. The It cleared up in the night sky. What I really liked was going out at the beach at night. Yeah. Uh, nobody else liked it. I got, I got the family out one night because we made a fire. But they really didn't care for that. But I spent most of my time... On the beach at night, looking up at the stars, it was just fucking awesome. But I tell you this, John, we get out there, and I don't know if you have this experience with your kids, but my kids, we get out there and we're there for the first three or four days, and the island, there's nobody on the island. We have the whole fucking island to ourselves until Thanksgiving. Then people start showing up, and my kids were driving me fucking crazy. With the uh, horsing around, the grab assing, they're constantly rude to each other. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But, like, right when I came to this revelation that I can't stand my own kids 24 <laughs> 7, they finally relaxed. And, like, my wife and I, we went out, we were completely relaxed, but our kids were causing us so much anxiety. But then the kids relaxed. And that took about four or five days. And then it was really great. Yeah. So we talked about that and we're like, well, next time we're going to have to go for like two weeks 
you know, the first week to get the shit out of the kid's system, and then just the next week just to relax. Yeah, right. But um, it was great. I would I would recommend it highly um, if you're into that. Like when I go on vacation, I like to just show up and just chill. I, I like the ocean. I like a beach. And I like to take fucking naps, yeah, and read books, and not do anything. Like when we go to Florida or Orlando, and we we got to go here, and then we got to go to SeaWorld, and then we got to go there. I f- I don't like that. I shit. don't either. I, I every, don't like every it. day. We're no, I don't want to complain because it, you know it's it's nice to just get away. And although work bothered me the whole time I was off. Um, but it was, you know, it's nice to get away. My wife's like, "You want? What do you want to do today? What, what do you guys?" And then her mom would be like, "What are you guys doing today?" I'm just laying around. I, yeah, I just want to <laughs> lay here and read my book or or just watch TV and flip through the channels or so, you know. Yeah. And my my wife can't understand that, and I'm like, e- I I'm not a like a big vacation guy. If it's a place where we can look at something. Like a beach, that's cool. Just sit there. I want to decompress. I don't want to go right. shopping where people are just as crazy as they are at our house. We could, you know. She's like, "Well, do you want to go to this bar? There's this bar in town, Fontini's." And I go, "Honey, there's nothing great about it. There's bars that are around our house too. They serve martinis." That's a great word, John. Decompress. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want to do nothing. And That's what vacation is to me. And I really, I was kind of bummed. I, I wanted to finish this book while I was there. And I still got a ways to go. What was the book? What is the book? Every Day is an Atheist Holiday by Penn Jillette. <laughs> I'm reading uh, Penn Jillette, um, his other book. I think it's more recent. This is brand new. It just came out. Like oh, it's less a recent. A week ago, um, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. The fuck was the one he before that? I read it like every other uh, week, and I can't remember the title. It's uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. God no or something, right? Isn't it something like that? Who knows? Well, this is a, this is a go ahead with your story. I want I'll tell you a little bit about this book. No, go ahead. Tell me about the book. Well, the book is just a compilation of essays, and he kind of like goes through each holiday, you know, from his essays or other. Yeah, they're like they're stories that that he relates back to holidays. Uh, He'll start off. I think he starts off with Christmas. Uh, Let's see. He starts off. uh, Yeah, I don't know. Christmas or something. Anyway, he starts off, and then he does Thanksgiving and and uh, um, uh, what does he do? Like Martin Luther King, and you know, he just goes through them all. And he uh, he has it's kind of like uh, what do they call it? Anecdotal, I guess. He tells a story that relates to something in in this thing. There's this one part though that he talks about Halloween, and he. He loves dressing up, and his wife, before it was his wife, uh, they used to go to like a Halloween masquerade ball. It was like a fetish thing. 
where everybody dressed up really kooky and sexy and slutty and whatnot. And then when he had kids, uh, he liked the deal with uh, dressing up all the same and going out and <clears throat> doing uh, uh, you know trick or treating. Loved it. And uh, and the next time, you know, as his kids got older, his daughter wanted to be a princess, and his son wanted to be something else. But he wanted to dress up like his son uh, Zoltan. And uh, he, they decided to go as ghosts, you know, like the Charlie Brown ghost, mm-hmm. where they just put a sheet over their head and cut the holes out for their eyes. Well, he was he, uh, he was doing a story. He had to read a story in class at his daughter's fancy private school, and it's a mystery guest, so you have to go in in your costume. And he goes and he shows up at the school and he puts the costume on, he puts a... Uh, like a Frank Sinatra hat on top. And uh, the receptionist is like, oh my God! And she's just totally appalled and realizes, and he realizes he's dressed like the KKK. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, so the teacher freaks out too, but she says, just go with it. And uh, he, uh, he reads a story and his He's got that scratchy voice, and the daughter recognizes him right away and runs up and gives him a hug. And he goes on this long thing about uh, how much he loves his children and how how important that was and that squeeze around the neck. And I, I, don't, even, I don't even want to talk more about it because it chokes me up. There's probably two parts in this book that choke me up, the shit up out of me. And... You know, I don't agree with probably 99% of the shit that comes out of his mouth, but there are some elements of this book that is really fucking cool. Um, stuff about how he relates some of this stuff to music and uh, art, and he goes on back into history how he and Teller met and uh, how they started doing magic and the juggling and how he, he you know... As soon as he got out of school, he just filled a backpack with some t-shirts and underwear and and just left home. And how much he loves his parents and stuff. But it's a great book. It's I've, I'm more than halfway through. And um, I really dig it, man. I'll have to get it on Kindle, John. Yeah, Kindle. I'm reading it on my iPad. Uh, so anyway. But he does this one part. Um, where he talks about there is no war on Christmas. Uh, the reason why people say happy holidays is because it it lets everybody join in on the fun. Not just right. Christians. Right. That's right, John. Which we'll talk about a little later. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, so other reflections on North Carolina. Um, so this island uh, has a very, very wealthy element. And we ran into some of those people. And the one observation I made is all the kids, like the teenagers, the early 20s, late teens, early 20s, they're all like Spalding from Caddyshack. Oh, my God. Spalding was dead fucking on. And how many years ago was that? Yeah. 30 years ago? 81 or something or 80. And it's still true today. I mean, it was on fucking believable. Those are all the rich kids, man. Right. 
that have you were you were one of the one percenters uh, for a time. Yes, so it's it's so interesting, and you you they nailed it in Caddyshack because I saw like four or five kids just like Spalding, <laughs> where they they don't have a worry in the fucking world yeah. because whatever they do, um. Daddy or whatever is going to bail them out, and they're set for fucking life uh, before they were even born. They're set for life, so they yeah. have not a care in the world financially. And it it was just interesting observing them. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh, we saw dolphins. We saw. Uh, I did a lot of beach combing. I found shark teeth. I found shells. I found all sorts of cool stuff. Um, it was very, very cool. I, I can't wait to go back. I enjoyed it more than Oregon. Yeah, because Oregon, it's it's uh, it's always a little colder. The terrain is a little bit rougher. Yeah, give me that info. Uh, we might try and do, do that. Yeah. Hey, we should uh, go in on a, a, a place together. Yeah, that would be cool. Because some of these places sleep up to like eighteen people. I'll, I'll hook you up, man. <laughs> now, if we if we plan in advance, we don't have to take a prop plane. That's ah, the good news. Why is why is that? Well, because we my wife got involved so late, all the flights were taken, so we had to do a jet with a prop oh, plane. I see. But if it was if we had earlier warning and pl- uh, uh, more advanced planning, we could have flown right into Wilmington. And then just taking a cab to the ferry. Right. So that cuts out a lot of expense. If you don't have to go jet, prop, rent a car, ferry. You see what I'm saying? Right. Right. Right on. Spalding. Spalding. Don't be such a um, boob. Couple other things, uh, just miscellaneous Any of them things. Duty. <laughs> miscellaneous things. <laughs> John, you got a, a a new car, new for you. Well, it's not new. It's not new, but it's new for you. It's only like it's a year used. old, right? Yeah, didn't I tell you that story? No, I haven't. Heard. Well, you told me that you uh, were going to go see it, and then well, you got. When was the it. last time we did the podcast? Like four weeks ago. Yeah, but I I told the story about my stone, right? I think so. Yeah, and it has to do with the uh, your purchase of the. Yeah. What did you get? A Murano. Who makes that? Nissan. Nissan. Yeah. I got to tell you this, John. Uh, Toyota. Have you ever checked out Toyota? Yeah. Have you ever been in a Sequoia? Yeah. I can't believe how much room. Oh yeah. It's in the Sequoia. I mean, we got a Tahoe. And that's a Chevy. That's yeah. an American product, John. Well, you, so is the Murano. Is it? Yeah, it's a most Nissan. of them. Je- they're made in America, most of them. Most of them? Most of them. So, uh, yeah, I was surprised by the, the room, especially the headroom in the Sequoia, John. The Toyota. Is that how you say it? Sequoia? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they're expensive, though. Oh, yeah, that's they're top line. They're in the line. 40s. That's top of the line. 50s, 56. Yeah. I got a Murano 2011 LE. It's got heated in front and back seats. That's nice. Power everything. 
All right, John. So that brings That's, us up to. But it was used. That brings us up to VVX. Now, before we get to VVX, um, yeah. So uh, Volpe, who's been on the show, he sent a um, Facebook thing for this VBX BB <laughs> VBX thing at BBX <laughs> the Displays Theater, John. Yeah. And I think I said maybe at the time because I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. And then it turns out that my wife had uh, booked a uh, thing at the Rosemont Theater. So that Saturday we went what, to... What was, what was it? I'll get to that. We went to Carlucci's for dinner. You ever been there? Carlucci's? Oh, yeah. Italian place? Love Long it. time ago. Uh, and then we went to the Rosemont Theater to see, get this, John, Mannheim Steamroller. Yeah. Was me, it the Christmas show? Let me see if I can I can dig up some man. Oh, I got I got one of their I'm, cuts right here. Let's hear it. Go ahead and play that if you have it handy. <laughs> That's not accurate. It's not the Mannheim <laughs> Cleveland Steamroller. You know, for the first. <laughs> For the first 30 seconds, I was like, yeah, that's right on. <laughs> All right, what do you... What do you <laughs> I knew when you didn't say anything, I was like, oh, I fucking got him, man. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the, the music is... So, in my wife's defense, she tried to get us into the Russian ballet, and uh, I talked to you yesterday about this. You mentioned something else. <laughs> The Russian ballet yeah, and, and something... Yeah, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That's the only Orchestra. thing to see, or the Rockettes. Those were sold out. Or... And we saw the Rockettes last year. Yeah. So she gets us tickets to the Mannheim Steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can pull up some real... man. Like, when you what you just played, I thought that was them. Because <laughs> it's so bland and doing? generic and <laughs> fucking lame. Fucking cockass! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me. Here we go. Let me. Here's. I'm trying to find uh, the Nutcracker because they fucking destroyed that. But I can't find that. So let me play. They destroyed it. Yeah, I. I mean, these are professional musicians. But they, you know, they got to add their bland, generic oh. bullshit to it, and it just fucking was. Awful. So I can't find that, but let me play Joy to the World by Mannheim Steamroller. Here we go. Here we go, John. Hopefully there's not an ad. So it's all this synthesizer, this... Hey! Here with the holiday news at Santa Claus U, it's John and Scott. I mean, I'd rather go to... This is like the opening for Yanni. the... <laughs> and watch his arms flail around as he plays one-handed. Look at me! One-handed at, at the Parthenon. John Tesh. Didn't you go see John Tesh, too? No! Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. <laughs> my John Tesh story is when my wife oh. and I were dating... Right before we got married, I found out that she had like six John Tesh CDs. <laughs> and I was like, wait Shut a minute. Up. 
Really, John? Te- you bought? You purchased six John Tesh CDs? Uh, this is what you gotta see, man. I gotta see this. Hold on. Hold, uh, let me finish my story. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the end of the song because there's this woman behind me. And every song, we're going to get to the end. Hold on. Yeah! Let, me, let me turn it up. Hold on. Here we go. Every song. Oh. What is that? I don't know. Mm. Every song, and some I'll give it to them. Like uh, the they had twelve songs, intermission, and twelve songs out of the first twelve songs because we left at fucking intermission. Uh, There's one or two that that um, were interesting. Yeah. Other than that, it was not fucking interesting at all. And not only that, they had these videos that they would play. And the videos were fucked up. Like, you would have to be baked to understand what was going on in the video. So, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting next to my daughter. And then my wife and my son is in the aisle seat. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. At three songs in, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Another two and a half hours of this. Yeah. I I don't know if I'm going to make it. And I'm starting to think of excuses (laughs) why I need to leave. (laughs) Yeah. So about seven songs in, my wife leans over to my daughter, and then my daughter leans over to me and says, we're leaving at intermission. So then I pop my head out like, oh, why? This is great, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) So we leave at intermission, which was nice because, you know, you just drive right out of the parking lot. You don't have to wait for any of that goddamn traffic. And as we're leaving, my wife is apologizing for booking this just horrible, horrendous uh, Mannheim steamroller. And I said, hey, look, we went out to dinner. It was a great, well, it wasn't a great dinner. Some shit happened at dinner. Pissed me the fuck off. Um. But it's the thought that counts, John. Right. It's the thought that counts. Right? Right. So, then, so we get out of there at 810, so then I start texting you like 20 questions. Hey, man, VVX. Yeah, so annoying. Displays Theater. Is it, do I have to sit down? Can I stand up? Uh, Can I itch my balls? (laughs) (laughs) So I I get in the car. I I put 60 bucks in my pocket. So I have 14 in my other pocket. Oh, no, I have like 21 in my other pocket. I grab 60 bucks. I shove that in my left pocket, and I put my car keys in my left pocket. Then I run out of the house. I pull my car keys out. I get in my car. I drive over, and I don't have my 60 bucks. (laughs) I find this out after I pay cover, and I go to the bar, and I say, Uh, yeah, give me a whiskey. The guy gives me a whiskey, and I'm like, "I I don't have any money. Um, hold on, let me go get some. So I, I retrace my steps back to the car. I can't find the money. Um, so uh, later, <laughs> when I get home, I look. There's 20 on the front lawn. 
and it's very windy. So I walk up and down the block. I find $20 on like four lawns down. <laughs> oh, my God. But I couldn't find the final 20 yeah. So there's a $20 bill floating around Park Ridge somewhere. <laughs> so I get there, and who was playing the band? De- uh, uh, Dak. Jack. <laughs> Jack <laughs> Tripper. Dak. Yes. <laughs> Dak Chipper. Fuck my So they're playing. Ass. What else? And they're very good. Uh, everybody's very accomplished. Um, I thought very, they were better than anybody. Really? Yeah. It's very echoey, but um, it was good. And well, I, maybe that was it, because it was really, the sound man wasn't all that great. Well, and then uh, when I went to the Displays Theater, John, and I saw Jaws, Exorcist, Close Encounters, Rocky, Flashdance, all the greats. Yeah. At the display. Flash dance. <laughs> All the greats. They had carpeting yeah, on the floor. Right. And now they don't have carpeting, and I think that affected the Did acoustics. Did they really have it. carpeting? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. They had carpeting, and they had lights and the whole deal. Um, so it was very um, um, uh, echoey. Yeah. And so then I'm, I'm talking to Joe, and we can barely have a conversation because it's so loud. And then I'm talking to Phil. I talked to you just a briefly, very briefly. Yeah. And then I told Joe, hey, I'm only going to stay for like one or two songs of EVX, and then I'm cutting out, because I'm fucking concerned about this $60 that I lost. <laughs> and I've seen VVX, and um, it's just not my cup of yeah, tea. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. But not a, hey, I'm splitting, or, I told or, Joe, or a text. I figured Joe would tell so I, you. I look at my wife, I said, hey, where's Scott? I don't know. I I don't see him either. Joe, not, he's just standing down in front, and then he finally comes back. Yeah, it's pretty loud. and uh, But uh, I don't know where he went. Nobody knows where he went. Joe didn't say anything. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? So he I didn't say him, a Did goddamn split? thing? No. Nothing. Nothing. But uh, betwe- between... Um, uh, uh, Jack Tripper and VVX, Jimmy was there, Jimmy Marquette, a guy I've known since I was like six. He taught me my first swear word, monkey shit. And uh, he starts telling my wife a story about me when I was young, like 12. And uh, he says, did you ever tell your wife the story about the denim boots? No. Denim boots. Yeah, he tells my they wife made those things. Yeah, he tells my wife this story about how he he. I used to hang out at his house all the time because his brothers had bands and stuff, and I was all into music, and I loved when they were doing that shit. And um, he had these Levi boots. They were made of Levi's, and the top of them was blue suede. They were cowboy boots, and up the sides, they were Levi jeans, and they had a little Levi tag on them, and I wanted them so bad. I kept telling them, come on, man, come on, you never wear them. Well, he tells my wife this story, and then he tells her that, yeah, so I give them to him, and he he would wear them every day. He'd sleep in them. He'd wear them with shorts, with his leisure suit. 
And my wife is fucking, she couldn't even compose herself. She's snorting and snots coming out. She's laughing so hard. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm like, okay, Jimmy, don't tell her any more stories about me. You know, because I'm a hero to my wife. She doesn't know, I need to know how yeah, much she of an know idiot. All this shit. <laughs> I kept that a secret. <laughs> And he's just going crazy about because I had a leisure suit with a big fucking lion on the back. <laughs> well, you know, I loved Steve Austin, and he wore those leisure suits all the time with his cowboy boots. So I had to have the same shit, right? Six million dollar man yeah, yeah. for those uh, of our new listeners who don't know what the hell you're talking about, <laughs> and they don't even know what the reference six million dollar yeah, man is. Steve Austin, the wrestler. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. But yeah, that's um that was one of the stories that came out to my wife. Uh another one where Jimmy and his buddies rolled up uh some like Lipton tea in a in a joint and had me smoke it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And tricked me making it me think it was a pot. Right. And it wasn't, it was tea. And uh That's lame. And I'm running around like I'm stoned. Yeah, man. <laughs> In bare feet, and there was an old rusty pipe sticking out of the ground where they had, you know, like the old clotheslines, mm-hmm. and somebody cut it off, and like it was all jagged, and I cut my foot on it, and I'm screaming, bloody murder, and he and his buddy had to carry me into the house, and my it's blood's going down my up my leg, and it cut a big chunk out of my heel, oh, and. They made me like, don't tell your mom, you know, or else you can never come over. <laughs> so I didn't tell my mom. How old were you? Six? Twelve. I was like twelve. <laughs> so I didn't tell my mom, you know, and the thing got all infected and pussy and and uh, luckily or n- enough, it was it was around summer and it's the pool open. So, you know, I put a Band-Aid on it and then went swimming. And all that chlorine just kind of cleaned it out. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, it never, I had no problems with it after that. But it's still, to this day, there's a little scar on my foot. How about that? Yeah. Another fine story. Well, so the other thing that happened to me, John, is I got to meet Pete Townsend. How about that? Whoa. So we were at uh, Old Orchard. Uh, my wife had to return some stuff at Nordstrom's and... Emma had some gift cards, and we're running around, and then uh, we always end up at Barnes & Noble because my son is a uh, avid book reader. Yeah. Prolific, John. So we're in there, and I see these um, things. Hey, Pete Townsend, tomorrow, book signing. And I'm like, how about that? Well, I'll, I might try to make it. And then yeah. uh, I get home. I take the son swimming. I get home from swimming. My wife comes home and she's like, are you going to go? And I'm like, I'd like to. And so I grab my daughter, uh, you know, because uh, earlier my wife and I tag teamed and got my daughter uh, the opportunity to get her book signed by New uh, One Direction. Yeah. Not New Direction. One Direction, John. So she willingly came along with me because she figured she'd get to go shopping uh, but that wasn't the case. I made her wait in line with me, <laughs> and we were four seventy nine or four eight. Yeah, four seventy nine, four eighty in line. And so it's really kind of cool because we got our numbers, and then th- they said, "Well, you can come back at seven thirty. That's when we expect the four hundreds are going to line up." 
so we didn't have to hang out for fucking hours at a time. Yeah. So we, she did get to go shopping. So we, we did some shopping, Christmas shopping and shit. And then we got back, and Emma made the observation that it's all 50-year-old guys and older waiting in line to see Pete Townsend. Um, and she didn't know who he was, so I'm explaining who he is and the who and the whole deal. And we finally, they call the 400s, we line up, and it went really quickly. And uh, so she had a book, and then I was behind her, I had a book. So she goes to get her book signed, and I whip out my my phone. And um, Pete Townsend signs her book, he gives it to her, and then he's looking at me. He's smiling for the picture. And I'm fucking fumbling with my phone. Oh, my God. It's like, come on, Ansel Adams. Right. (laughs) So I'm trying to hit the fucking button that'll take the picture. And, like, a split second before I do, he gives up on me. And he's like, hey, I don't have fucking time for this. I got 500 fucking... So you get a shot of his bald head. I get a shot of his bald head. (laughs) So I shoot his bald head. He signs my book. And then Emma goes... Oh my God, Dad, you're so embarrassing! (laughs) So he finishes signing my book, he slides it over to me, he looks at Emma, and then he imitates Emma. (laughs) So Pete Townsend imitated my daughter. Yeah. Oh my God, Dad, you're so embarrassing! (laughs) And then he has a good chuckle. And I'm thinking, why the fuck didn't I have the video? (laughs) God damn it! So I said, "Hey, Pete, pleasure were, to meet you." You were so you were enamored. Man. I was enamored. I'm a big fan. Pleasure to meet you. I didn't even know he was playing uh, in Chicago until you must Phil have been told like me. Pissing your pants. I wasn't pissing my pants, but oh I was. God, I was very I excited. You. I mean, I shook the hand that that strums the guitar, that does the fucking windmill, that gets all bloody and yeah. shit. Um. One other thing I did notice, so uh, it was all guys, and then like every 50 guys, there was a woman, and the line would move along really quickly, and then a woman would show up, and the line would come to a dead fucking stop, and he would spend five minutes talking to the women in the line, uh, which was interesting. And I, he did want to engage my daughter in conversation. Yeah. But she had she didn't know who the fuck he was and didn't want any part of it. And that would have been kind of creepy anyway. And she kind of walked away. But if she hung around, I could have, yeah. uh, you know, had a dialogue with uh, Pete Townsend there. Well, I think they really dig it when kids know what they're about. Because I found it really weird that my son... I'm listening to the loop, and he knows the song on the radio. I'm like, how do you know this? He said, Dad, from Rock Band. You know, Xbox, Rock Band. Because all those tunes are on there. I mean, all you know, whatever got licensed, the Who, Beatles, whatever it was. Right. The Cars, I don't know, whatever songs there are. He knew all these tunes. Same thing with... Uh, and Glee. Yeah. So uh, they know some of this stuff. Of course, my daughter calls it hippie music. We went to my daughter's. Uh, she had an art show. I told you about going to Maine West. They sent you some pictures. Did I tell you that story? No. 
So the high school I go to, which is all in the news, it's national news right now. It's because of the hazing. It's a big deal, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's it's the same shit that went on when we went there, but now it's like a big thing, and it's blown way out. Hold hold on, man. Are we talking about the same story? Yeah. Because that shit didn't go on when I went yeah, there. Yeah, it went on. It really? Went on. You run around naked eating people's donuts. Yeah, but Snapping nobody fucking ate a There was Yeah, but they don't know that. <laughs> it's an investigation right now, Scott. <laughs> right. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. Dummy. Somebody was anally raped. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nobody said anybody was anally raped. That's what I read. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. The, the media is alleging oh, the media is taking yeah. over. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's big in the news or whatever. But I go there with my daughter, and I'm talking to the uh, photo teacher that that my daughter, one of her her pictures, the, the photo teacher thought it looked really cool and put it in the art show. So we went and saw it, and. and um, I said, uh, yeah, you know, I, I had a photo teacher for my homeroom teacher. And he said, who? I said, Mr. Wood. He's like, really? Oh, man, that guy was so cool. He just retired like three years ago or whatever. I'm like, no shit. He goes, yeah, we, he was here. He was still here. He retired from the high school. And uh, I said, well, my daughter here, uh, she tells me you play music in the class all the time. Yeah, yeah. We you know, every day I play some stuff and I go, yeah, she doesn't like the stuff we used to like, you know, if she hears like sticks or journey or something on the radio, she calls it hippie music and dad, shut up, be quiet. So yeah, it got a big chuckle. Uh, the next week she comes home and goes, thanks a lot, dad. Uh, just because of you, he played Journey and Sticks all day <laughs> and blamed it on me. Blamed it? Well, said this is the hippie music that one of our students, Shannon, doesn't like and cranked it up. And she goes, actually, it was pretty good. Well, yeah, those are classics. The classics, John. But uh, the library, the LMC, I don't know what they called it. Was it the LMC? LRC. LRC. I think they call it the LMC now. But yeah, it was the LRC. I go in there, and it used to be like tables everywhere. Now there's sofas and club chairs, and then a whole section of computers, like a big C-shape or U-shape that is computers on the outside and computers on the inside. And my daughter thought it'd be cool to you know plug in her uh, hair straightener in one of the uh, one of the power strips, and she knocked out a whole bank of computers <laughs> at the school. Yeah, and she like slunk away. Oh, oh my god! And she said they all went out like there was six of them in a row, and then in the seventh one there was a kid doing his homework, and he had a paper on the screen. And it went all the way to the sixth one. They all shut off, but that one. So, yeah, she could have lost some kids' homework. Nice. They I all, have such great memories they, of Main West. They all get thumb drives now and everything, and it's just crazy. I loved old school Main West. Paper and pencil. Yeah. None of that stuff. Stuff. Stuff, John. 
two other quick stories about Emma, my daughter. Um, she's grounded, John. I don't know if you know that, but her grades are for Again? shit, and uh, she needs to Whoa. get her grades up before she uh, gets um, uh, ability to do things. But an investigation, do, but we do allow a friend to come over every once in yeah. a while. But she has to be supervised. Like we don't let her out anymore. She has to be supervised at all times. So her friend Katie comes over, and I like Katie. I like all of her friends. Uh, she used to have her first best friend. I didn't like at all, but I didn't say anything. Um, and and Emma figured it out for herself, and she got herself a new set of friends. And I like all of her friends. Uh, and so Katie's over, and I like Katie a lot. So they do some homework, and then they want to go to the community center. And I said, well, hey, you know, your friend Jackie is playing basketball tonight. You want to go see her play basketball? What a great idea. So we walk over to the high school. We walk over to Maine South to see the basketball game. Yeah. As we get closer to Maine South, my daughter starts giving me this shit about... You're not my dad. Don't walk with us. I can't be seen with you. That kind of bullshit. Whoa. Do you get that shit from your no, daughter? No, Yeah, I get that shit all the time. The, her friends think I'm the coolest thing ever. Well, that's... They want to hang around with me all the time. Her friends think the same goddamn thing, but my daughter thinks I'm like this huge embarrassment and yeah. how dare you... Can you walk 15? I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. So as we get closer to high school, she starts freaking out more and more. And Katie finally gets fed up, and she says, Emma, stop being a jerk. Your dad is super cool. He's way cooler than my dad. <laughs> and then she turns to me, and she says, I'm sorry. One day, Emma will understand. But until then, I would love to be your daughter. And wow. I, I was fucking floored. I like Katie before. Katie is my new Best friend ever of Emma's. Yeah. And so then Katie is, in her, as we walk in, she's introducing me as her dad. <laughs> My daughter goes batshit fucking insane. And now she wants to be me to be her dad again. Nice. And she, my daughter's very physical. Um and I asked, is Emma the most physical of your friends? And they said, no, Savannah is more physical, but Emma is very physical, second physical. So she's getting all physical with Katie because she's so fucking bent out of shape that this this happened. And I'm digging it because, uh, hey, yeah, stop being embarrassed about me, your dad, who's super fucking cool. All right. Yeah. So we get in to the gym, and Emma's finally, you know, uh, yeah, no, I'm your daughter. And then we go to walk up the bleachers, and I trip, and it takes me like four bleachers to catch my balance. <laughs> That's good, though, because me, it, it'd be curtains, dude. And then she wanted to disown me again. Uh, oh, my God, Dad. I, I'm like, you're not my dad. I was kidding, you see. <laughs> Oh but, my god! I mean, I was really. I mean, this. I, I really Did don't you, know. Like, stop really hard, so you got a lot of attention. Bam, bam, I'm like uh, using my hands to try to climb up so I don't fall on my face. Um. So this Katie, uh, I I just thought that is the way she handled that and the way she turned to me was so mature so and mature. so. 
so fucking awesome, and it, it really sent a message. You know, one of the things I've, I've read and I've heard is that as a parent, you really have very little influence on your kids. Yeah. Uh, the people who have the most influence are their peers. Right. And to know that she has a peer that's going to call her on her shit and make her think about what she's saying and what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like, yeah, you need to hang out with Katie right. more often. So that was really cool. So then the one more Emma story, and here's where it kind of breaks bad. <laughs> um, Are you sure you want to be telling this? What <laughs> She's going to be in therapy after she hearing... She doesn't listen to the oh, show. Okay. We, we talk it out. We talk about... Right. You know, she told all her friends that, oh, my dad, he, he, you can say anything you want in front of him. And... I, I have to always stop them and say, hey, you, you don't need to say this in front of me. I don't need to know this. Yeah. Um, so. Like what? I don't even. I don't, I'll tell you after the show. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when was it? It was just last night. Just last night. So I had to run over to my in-laws because they had a computer issue. And so Emma came with me and uh, they're right down the block from you, John. So we're over there. We we take. I uh, am, am working with my father in law. My Emma's hanging out with her grandma, and we finish up what we're doing when we come home. And we, on the way home, Emma's singing, and she's singing in the car, and that's great. And then she's she starts getting on my case because Dad, I'm a really good singer, and why aren't you doing anything about it? And I'm like, what do you want me to do about it? I have a full-time fucking job, and it's not managing yeah. you. Yeah. So if you want to do something about it, get into drama, become yeah. a thespian, get into musicals. And there's people in high school that are, are connected. And the, if you have talent, they'll figure it out. Or, or join American Idol. And this all this conversation becomes very heated. So we, we get home, and we get out of the car. And uh, she's just jawing at me about I need to do more. I'm like I, don't, I give you every opportunity that you have that you want. Uh, leave me out of this. If you want to be a singer, be a singer. But I'm you know I got stuff to do. She starts getting physical. She's I told you she's she's very yeah, physical. Yeah. So she starts pushing me around, and I'm like, all right, I'll tell you this. You're a better singer than you are a fighter. And then I get her like in this half Nelson, right? <laughs> And yeah. I tell her, all right, uh, I'm going to let you go walk in the house. We're done here, right? I'm, I've had it yeah. with this conversation, <laughs> with this abuse. Uh, abuse I'm getting. So she's like, okay, fine, no problem. So I let her go. I let her go, and she pushes me, and that's fine. So she, I kind of stumble. I'm stumbling to the side. And so she's, uh, she's not in front of me. She's to the side of me. So she pushes me. I stumble to the side. And then she kicks me in the fucking nuts. Whoa! From the side, kicks me, and it catches my right testicle. Oh, my God. In the nuts. I go down like a sack of fucking potatoes. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I I can't. And you know how painful that is, (laughs) right? (laughs) It would take everything I had to not. Sever one of my daughter's limbs. <laughs> so I am a crumpled mess on the front lawn. <laughs> I didn't quiver. I I really had to um, hold it together. Yes, <laughs> not to quiver. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and the like the second it happened, 
I could tell she was like unbelievably remorseful. Like, I didn't know that would happen. I didn't mean for that to happen. And she was saying all the right things. And she was, are you okay? And I'm so sorry. But I was so fucking enraged that she would even have the... <laughs> Audacity. The, uh, yes! To even go to the family jewels like that. Wow. So... <laughs> you got some daddy-daughter issues. <laughs> Tell me about it. So I sucked it in, and uh, so I wouldn't Well, they quiver, were sucked in already. And I said... She... she, she Gave you a fucking Emma. punt right up to the uh, lower jaw. <laughs> I don't want to see you anymore tonight. Please Was there like a dinging sound when your you're room. not hit the top, <laughs> hit the bell? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So she she went to go in the house, and so I'm down for like two minutes. I get up. Um, I'm on my feet in two minutes, but when I looked at the watch. It's happened at 9 p.m. I wasn't fully recovered till 9.25, so 25 minutes of, like, uh, (sighs) discomfort. Yeah. Um, And then I completely forgot about it today. So I get home today. uh, I take my son swimming. I get home. uh, Emma's there. I'm like, hey, Emma, how was school? And she's like, "Uh, so you forgive me? And I'm like, forgive you for what? For kicking you in the nuts? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah, hey, we need to talk, because <laughs> if you do that again, we're finished! <laughs> Did you say that? We're finished? Yeah, I said, I am done with you, <laughs> if you even think about doing that. If you dream about that, you better wake me up and tell me about it. Yeah! Or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, because you could stick your head in a bull's ass and see if it's... Right. Yeah, cooked. <laughs> My daughter the other night at dinner, we were talking about something and something being illegal. And what? I can't believe that. Well, they could just suck a d- tree. <laughs> and my, what? The whole room. And my son. He, <laughs> he loses it, man. He just. He had to run around the house like. 13 laps because he was he was dying because my wife her face <laughs> her eyeballs like shot out of her head like a cartoon Aruga! they could just suck a tree and I said oh, uh, excuse me what were you going to say well I'm I, no I wasn't going to say that I wasn't going to say toe but then I didn't think that would sound right, so I said tree. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> we know what's going on. No, I don't talk like that. Yeah. So, yeah, we know the filthy mouth that goes on at school now. You don't want to believe it because your kids are your kids, right? But then you think about, man, when I was that age, the shit that came out of my mouth. Not in front of my parents, obviously, but oh yeah, I knew with, I knew to friends, reel it in you know? then. But I was I was saying the f word at five, yeah, because I hung out with my cousins uh, and his friends, and they were all uh, four and five years older than me. My son doesn't say it. He's like, he's. I said, come on, you know. I mean, she, your sister even admits she says it, and he goes, Dad, no, I don't. I'm just like, 
I don't know. I get really. I feel funny if I even think about saying it. Like I say s- other stuff. Like what? The a word. Like ass. I'm like you could say it. Don't say it around your mom. You know the s word sometimes. But I would never say the f word. Oh my god. My friends though, man. They're and all the kids on the play. Oh man, they're like. They think they're so cool. And I'm thinking, oh man, I hope my son doesn't, they don't think he's too much of a geek or something because he doesn't say that shit. But he's got, he's got not a mean bone in his body. Not a single mean bone. He's the nicest kid on the planet. Uh, It's all we ever hear about from his teachers and his friends think he's way too nice because he gets taken, he'll get taken advantage of, you know. My daughter, on the other hand, I'm told she's the most intimidating junior girl that roams the halls of our alma mater. Because she's got this look, you know, this squint when she's walking down the hall, I've heard. Hmm. And, you know, Hmm. I'm like, well, you know, that's why I know boys talk to you, because they think you're going to kill them. (laughs) No. Yeah. Well, uh, one story about my son. So Sunday morning, we went to the Shedd Aquarium, and I didn't know there was a Bears game. So we get down there at 8 a.m., and do do you know that those tailgaters show up like at 7 o'clock in the morning? Yes, I do. So I I pull up, you know that that long drive to the planetarium, and you can park your car there? Yeah. And that's where I usually go at 8 a.m. Nobody's there. You park your car, and then you walk. (laughs) The How could you campus. not know there? It's Sunday. Yeah, but <clears throat> <clears throat> so anyway, I get down there and there's all this Bears traffic and all these people directing traffic, and I see that they're directing. I get into that campus area and I see they're directing traffic into this lot, and I don't want to go in that fucking lot. So I I buck the system, right? I get out of the lane and I start driving away, and this cop stops me. He's like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing?" I'm like, yeah, I'm just here to go to the Shedd Aquarium. Where can I park? He's like, get this, John. Everywhere right now, everywhere on the campus, museum campus and social field, $50 to park. Oh, my God. 50 bucks. I just want to go to the Shedd for like two hours. Yeah. Why don't you use a train, man, and a cab? Well, that's what we're going to do next time. Actually, you can take a train all the way to the museum campus. So, I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying 50 bucks. Where do I go? He's like, well, here's the deal. Go to Columbus and Monroe. It's a nice day, and you can walk four blocks. Hey, I dig that. Thank you so much. How do I get the fuck out of here? All right. So, he had to direct traffic to get me out of there. (laughs) Uh, And then we walk four blocks. We go to the shed. We go downstairs. They got the big shark tank. You ever been down there, John? Yeah. So they got this uh, woman down there, and she's, uh, I'm assuming she's like a college student. She's Didn't there we to, go together once? Did to, we? To Planetarium? Maybe the and Planetarium. smoke a bunch of dope and <laughs> end up falling asleep? No, that wasn't me. I, I didn't do that. I did go uh, like with Nick and John and uh, the Stever. I don't think you were there, though. So who'd you no. go with and smoke dubs and go to the planetarium? Well, I know Joe was there. 
maybe it was a girlfriend and I I can't even remember who was all in the car. So we get down to the shark tank. There's this woman, I'm assuming a student, um, and she's there to answer questions. And there's nobody down there. Because we're so early and they got the Bears game and it's, it's a fucking, just a fucking hassle to get there to begin with. So nobody's there. My son has like an hour conversation with this woman asking questions about sharks and turtles and eels and all sorts of things. It's impressive. Um, well, I kept looking at my wife. I, I walked around the entire shed and I would come back and check on them and they would still be talking. So that was kind of cool. Maybe he was hitting on her. He could have been. I didn't ask him about that. Can um, I see your boobs? <laughs> it's interesting you say that. I'll have to talk to you after the show. So anyway. Um, <laughs> hey, dude, I was fascinated. I would try to get my babysitters to like show me their boobs when I was like 10. Come on, just let me see one. <laughs> Did they ever do it? No. No. Come on, of course not. He'd be um, like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? So that was uh that was kind of cool. And then um uh the traffic was no problem getting there and getting home because we left like at noon by noon. Yeah. So uh yeah. That's what happened yeah. while I was away, John. Oh, and, and the Powerball, we didn't win, right? It was no. up to $550 million. Somebody from Missouri yeah. and somebody from... Fountain Hills, Arizona. Yeah. Where my mother-in-law lives and the the convenience store that she shops at. Really? So my wife was like, oh my God, could it be? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I can. i tell yeah, you that right now. me too. And I can't imagine everybody that gets these Powerballs and stuff. They're they end up getting a divorce, and they uh, they're broke after five years. And I just don't get it. I mean, the first thing I would do is just dump it all into. Well, first I probably would sit on the check for a while, and then I I dump it into a bunch of. Uh, ETFs and uh, dividend reinvestment funds. I'd probably just give it to Warren Buffett and say, hey, you take it. This guy is a, this guy's a genius. I mean, you hear these stock traders make fun of him all the time, yet he's always on top. He's a Brazilianaire. He comes on the Today Show and he says, hey, look, uh, here's the thing. It's time that we pay our fair share, you know? I made a lot of money. I made tons of money, but I don't pay nearly as much tax as my the people that work for me do, and that's not right. You know what? And and then he said, um, he said that uh, uh, he was getting on somebody's case, some op-ed column he wrote about, against, I think, Governor Norquist and all these people that say if the fiscal cliff comes and they have to pay higher taxes, nobody's gonna. Invest the stock market's going to crash, and he said, "Look, Matt." He was talking to Matt Lowry. He says, "Look, Matt, if I came to you uh, at midnight just and told you that there was this great deal on a stock and you'd make millions, what's your next question going to be?" Uh yeah. What are the taxes on that? Because I think I'd rather keep it in the bank and earn a quarter of one percent. I don't think so. Right. 
So I don't think it's going to have any effect. It didn't have effect on me. I've been doing this for I don't know how many recessions we've had and how many I paid a lot more tax before and I still made millions. So it's not going to matter. And, you know, you think about that, and let's say you win $100 million, Scott, and you just dump it into a bunch of accounts that earn four. You could throw, you could give it to BP. Right now, their dividend yield, their yield is 5%. So annually, you'd be earning 5% on $100 million. That's $5 million a year for doing nothing. Nothing. You could put a million in your pocket a year and then put $4 million in your account and just a dividend reinvestment of $4 million per year, and that'll compound, and in 20 years, you'll have $500 million. A shitload of money. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't get it. Well, I don't get this fiscal cliff bullshit because... Oh, did Obama win the election? Yeah, I thought I he heard, won the election. I heard he did. I, I thought that he won by more than 51% of the fucking vote, and the Electoral College was a, a landslide over... Who did he run against? I can't even remember that fuckwad. <laughs> and now the GOP, it's like, uh, yeah, this is what he ran on. He ran on raising taxes on the rich, and the GOP's like, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We don't understand why you want to do that. Why would you want to do that? Didn't we just go through a whole yeah. fucking election and the American people spoke with their vote? Yeah. I don't get these GOPs. They're they're killing themselves. The GOP is not going to be a, a party anymore four years from now. Well, I'm, from I'm now. really hoping that the whole Bo- Obamacare... I hope... Maybe I'm completely out there. Uh, but... My hope is that Obamacare being so fucked up that it is that the deal they end up making is shutting off, shutting down Obamacare and turning it because it's so fucked up. They're going to have to make a deal and the deal is going to be that they're going to extend Medicare to, um, you know, a, a younger age. So right now it's whatever it is when you retire at 67 but they extend it to like 57-year-olds and then on and they give you the basic coverage uh and that's and you know that's tax that seems to work i hate the fact they call it an entitlement program because m- most elderly people are really poor you know i mean what do they get social security they act like that's a shitload of money it's only like 22 grand a year and when you're old okay maybe that i don't know I don't know. Is that a lot? I don't think so. Especially if you got to pay for a housing unit or something, and then you got all those medical bills and drug bills. So you need Medicaid and Medicare. Why don't we take care of those people that help build fucking roads and the infrastructure and the and all these businesses and got these billionaires super rich? Why can't we take care of them and take care of handicapped people and stuff like that? We got to forget about them. No, we need the money to pay for these fucking bullshit wars. That's what we need it for, and we need to give you know eighty six billion back or whatever it is back to the the billionaire corporations is uh, tax uh, subsidies. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? It does. The thing Fuck that pisses me GOP. off is uh, when they call Social Security an entitlement. Yeah. The minute you start working, you start paying into Social Security. Yeah. How the fuck is that an entitlement? 
And the fact is, is it's capped. So, like, if you're a Brazilianaire, uh, after you you pay only a certain amount. So, I forget how it works, but it, when you get to one hundred six thousand dollars, you don't pay a percentage anymore. So, let's say you pay. Let's say it's two percent. Okay, I don't know what it is. I think it's twelve percent. So it seems like it's twelve percent up to one hundred six thousand dollars. Let's just say that's the number. It caps at one hundred six thousand. So if you make a million dollars a year, you're still only paying up to that one hundred six thousand mark. So now you're only paying a fraction of that percentage in relative relative to your income. And then right. you know, and as a uh, as um, uh, Steve Dahl said, and his father said, "Hey, I don't need this money. I have enough money. I don't need it. Can we just? Can I just tell the government to give it to somebody who really needs it? But they send them the check anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point. There's people who really need that money. And the other thing is, is when." There was a study out there that looked at federal income tax and the payroll tax and all that. All the taxes that are collected from the states, they go to the poorer states. And those poorer states are the southern states, the ones who are voting against entitlements. Yeah. They just don't know. They're spoon-fed a bunch of bullshit through cable programming and Rush Limbaugh. Let's get on to movies. See any movies? Movies, John. We talked about Skyfall on the last podcast. We both saw that. We both enjoyed that. See anything since then? Um, I did. I did. I did. I'm and you can't to, remember. I'm trying to remember what it was. Well, I, I saw Red Dawn. <laughs> really? Yeah. With um, who's in that? That is the remake of the uh, 1980s Chris Hem- movie. Hemsworth and Josh That's Pack. four, right? Hutcherson, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh Hutcherson is in it. And so the North Koreans invade the yeah. the Americas. Yeah. And so what is your uh, review of Red Dawn, John? It was pretty good. My kids loved it. Um, or my son did. I don't think my daughter went. Yeah, she... Did she go? I can't remember. Yeah, she went. Um it was pretty good. You know, I mean, seeing the original Red Dawn, uh, I still love the original Red Dawn. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that was the coolest movie. Because for us, at that age, you know, the Russians were a big threat. And there was, you know, you kind of thought, wow. And the Cubans, you thought, wow, this could really happen. Uh, this North Korean thing, parachuting in. And with the technology we have now, <laughs> there's no way in fucking hell that's going to happen. So, I mean, you back to suspend then. suspend your disbelief a little bit. I really did. Um, but uh, they kind of changed up the whole uh, the storyline a little bit. Um, and it was a little more, it seemed more violent. A lot more um, guerrilla warfare that they did, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't, I would, I give it like two and a half spinies. two and a half out of four spiny Normans. But it's it's similar to the original story. Um, they kind of go up. They they take some parts from the uh, original movie. Uh, I didn't like the fact that they changed it from the Chinese to the North Koreans. 
that's what it was originally supposed to be. Right. So they had to redo everything. But that was the only movie I saw. All right, John. Um, What'd you see? Well, before I get to movies, a couple of things. Well, you uh, just asked me what movie I, I saw. I understand, but I, I, I thought of some other things. Um, I just started watching Breaking Bad. Uh, have you seen Breaking Bad? No. Um, uh, I saw the first two episodes. You recommend it? I, re- I highly recommend Breaking Bad. It's it's well acted. It's it's funny. It's tragic. Um, it's interesting. Uh, really like the first two episodes of Breaking Bad. I can't wait because I think there's like five seasons. Yeah. And it's on Netflix, John. Not only that, but uh, have you seen Magic Mike, John? I gave Magic Mike no, high marks. No. What do you mean, no? Why not? <laughs> no, why would I see it? It's a, a dumb great, movie. great movie. Good. It, we, we have totally lost our, <laughs> our connection with movies. We used to like, like the same things. <laughs> Now you're into fishing with the Yemen and Magic Mike. I mean, even listeners are pointing hey, out what's wrong, hey. what the fuck's wrong with you. Magic Mike is a good movie. Twenty One Jump Street, good movie. Uh, both starring Channing Tatum, right? Not only that, John. People Magazine named Channing Tatum sexiest person of the year. How about that? So. So I think you're the sexiest person oh, of the year with that, you, John. that new uh, <laughs> Facebook picture of you. Oh, with my yeah. uh, November beard yeah. going hey, on with the, my uh, hat. It's yeah. hot, isn't it? The James Dean eyebrow kind that of thing going on. That is my favorite hat. I'll tell you that yeah. right now, John. My favorite hat. Who took the photo? Um, I'm going to frame it. I'm going to get it. Really? Frame. Yeah. It's going to be our Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this star? <laughs> All right, finally, getting on yeah. to movies. Yeah. I do recommend Magic Mike. You really should see that. Yeah, okay. Um, That'd be a no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather see Lincoln Vampire Slayer than Magic Dyke. Oh, that's one movie I haven't seen yet I want to see is Lincoln. Have you seen that one? I want to see Lincoln. <clears throat> I have not seen it. So the one I did see, um, Friday, this Friday, uh, got out of work early. I said, hey, uh, to the lovely, I said, hey, uh, what's going on with your schedule? She said, I got an 11 to 12, but I'm running the meeting so I can cut it short. And I said, well, cut it short. Meet me at 11.45. We're going to go see the noon movie co premiere, Killing Them Softly with Brad Pitt. So she's like, all right, I'm there. My wife runs her whole company, like five companies and I can't get her away from work ever. Well, the my uh, my wife took all Fridays off for the rest of December, for one thing. And then the other thing is she was working, like I didn't see her for three weeks. Oh, that's true. She was working the late, she did that. burning the midnight yeah, hour. Yeah, so she got a little comp time. Um, so we, we show up. Uh, the timing is perfect because I can, I we like to split a cheeseburger, you know. Uh, <laughs> so I get that ordered. I get the tickets. You're like uh, old people. Oh, did you ever go there during the matinee, honey? Did like you ever go to the matinee like during the day? Burger. Probably not, because you're a working man. Uh, no, there's this old woman. She's got to be early nineties. <laughs> that, that works the ticket thing. Is her name Scott? 
Would you like to split a cheeseburger, Sonny? So, no, she doesn't work the bar. She works oh. the ticketing, right? Oh, right. So I run upstairs, and I see there's a woman talking to her, so I figure I'll order the food, and then when I'm done with that, I'll come back, and I'll get the tickets. But this woman is slower than shit, John. So I, I get up there, and the woman she's talking to, the customer... Uh, she's explaining where the screen is, how you pick your seats out, and then the woman has some questions about how loud it is, and then they start getting in a conversation about the loop and about the L train, uh. and do you take the L train? I'm like, hey, I gotta buy tickets! Yeah, right. Because it, it, it's already 12.10, and my movie started at 12, so I got like five more minutes of previews. So then this other guy comes strolling over. I'm like, hey, can I buy tickets from you? Because it's not going to happen yeah. with this woman here. So he hooks me up. Timing works out perfectly. We get in there. The the uh, pager goes off right before the movie starts. I go get the food. Uh, we sit down. We start watching Killing Them Softly with Brad Pitt, John. Let me tell you about this movie. <laughs> 45 minutes in. you got to wait 45 minutes to even see Brad Pitt. So the first 45 minutes is these two characters. And these two characters, in the first two minutes, you know that these are the loserous fucking characters on the planet. Yeah. But they spend the next 43 minutes pounding it into your head what a bunch of fucking losers these two guys are. And there's a couple of cool scenes. Ray Liotta shows up. There's like a flashback to a card game. And then 45 minutes, Brad Pitt shows up. And then he's in a car talking to some guy. And then they break back to these two guys, these two stooges. And then James Gandolfini shows up. And every scene that could have been two minutes is seven minutes. Uh, or it's ten minutes. I hate that. And it's fucking excruciating. Excruciating. I got the shotgun in the trunk of the car. The, uh... Doesn't he say that? <laughs> it's me, James Gandolfini. <laughs> We're like an what hour the fuck you looking and at? 15 minutes into it. And... My wife turns to me and says, can we sneak out and go see Skyfall? And I almost, took her, I almost took her up on it. Did you see it yet? Skyfall? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it last podcast, man. Come on. I know. My wife has not. She hasn't seen it? Has she seen it? Uh, no, I think just my son and I went. Or maybe she did. No, it was just my son and I. That's yeah, a great movie. I got to see it again. It's so fucking good, man. It is good. It's just it's just so good because they they uh, come full circle. They come full circle, and that's what it's it. The whole movie, the beginning of it, I'm like, ah, oh, really? Please, I don't need any more. I I want the I want my James Bond back. My what old... was wrong with the beginning? I thought the beginning was, was well. A... No, the beginning was really good. It was really exciting, but. When they cut back like to the office, the the headquarters, the M one headquarters, where it's all you know, very modern and fancy, and the computer systems and all this, uh, I started started reliving some of the older James Bond films when he did the thing where he jumped off the train as it separated and he did the cufflinks, you know, that... Oh, that, yeah, that was Then awesome. I'm like, okay, there we go. Now we're getting back to Roger Moore and uh, Sean Connery and that whole, you know, 
that attitude, you know, and uh, the the little bit of co- comedic edge there, and uh, and the new cue was kind of, you know, when he gave him the gadgets, he was like, well, "What the fuck is this?" And he's like, "Well, you know, we're not into exploding pens anymore." <laughs> oh yeah, we got this. I mean, it started coming back to the way the original. They lost it with Pierce Brosnan, I thought, and and uh, you know the other two James Bonds were pretty good, but this one, by like they say, is one of the best, if not the best, James Bond ever. Yeah, although you know Doctor No and Goldfinger, those are all my faves. Anyone those with Sean great, Connery, yeah. and a co- and most of them with uh, Roger Moore, fan fucking tastic. But Dalton. Uh, Brosnan, not really care. I don't really care. Lazenby, that was a good one. He only made yeah, one. That yeah. was good. But uh, this one really, f- I will. S- I could probably see it four times easily. Pierce, Pierce Brosnan, that, that jumped shark when uh, they had uh, Charlie Sheen's wife. What was ex wife? What's her name? Oh, uh, yeah, Denise yeah, Richards. Yeah, yeah. As a nuclear physicist. Yeah. Named, <laughs> Come on. Named Christmas something or yeah, other. Right. Yeah. Okay, right. Christmas giant tits. Yeah. On the top. On the top. <laughs> on the top. Yeah. All right, so Killing Them Softly, uh, wait for DVD, and you'll still fucking hate it. Ah! That's my review. What about the new one with, uh, it's coming out December 21st with Tom Cruise? Uh, Jack Reacher? Yeah. Uh, I just saw a preview yesterday, and uh, I wasn't really paying attention, but... Uh, uh, I'll watch it. You know what? I saw, um, while we were out, I saw, what the fuck? It's based on a novel or something, or a series. Night and it? Day? I thought it was based on a comic Yeah, book. Night and Day. Night and Day. Uh, have you seen that with Cameron Diaz and yeah. Tom Cruise? Yeah. That's good. I like that. It's I good. I like that. <laughs> There's a scene where he's talking the whole time to her, and they're in a car, and he's showing her the, the statue and everything, and they're driving... And I'm like, God, this movie fucking sucks. You know, he's not even looking at the road. He's looking at her, <laughs> looking at her. I'm like, come on. Who is editing this film? What? The? No, he's got his eye off the road. He's going to crash. And then they pull back and he's on top of a, a tow truck. Yeah. truck. I thought the same thing I when I was watching it. I laughing so hard. <laughs> Yeah, I, I enjoyed that film. I thought it was pretty funny. My kids loved it, too. Um, yeah, so the Jack Reacher, yeah, I'll probably go see it. It's got Tom Cruise. Come on. He's Tom Cruise crazy, but uh, he usually puts a mo- good movie together. Yeah, they're saying it's kind of funny, and it's it's got elements of James Bond and uh, and uh, the Bourne I guarantee series. this, John. It's going to be better than killing them softly. <laughs> I'll guarantee that right now. What a nice. train wreck that movie is. All right, John. Well, you know, Scott, it's yes. almost that time of uh, the year, right? Yes, when the world's going to end, according yeah. to the Mayan calendar and the apocalypse. Yeah, twelve twenty-one, and yeah. um, probably have... Uh, and Alfie should be joining us, because it is... The holiday season. That's right, John, and we're listening to Catheter right now. This is my favorite Christmas song. Do you have a copy of it on your iPod? I think so. 
I don't think I do. We don't, we don't need to rehearse it. Everything about this track, the, the even the mistakes, but the guitar sound is killer, really isn't it? killer. Uh, the drums, the bass, the vocals—I uh, just love it. I love it. And uh, a catheter tie-in, John, to the catheter movie. Yeah, is I use the clip of this song for all your changes, all the changes, all the transitions in the catheter rockumentary, which you can find on YouTube video, John. Catheter with a K. <laughs> to convert it to HD? <laughs> Not yet. Not no. yet, John. No. But it is that that time of the year, and it's kind of thrown me off a little bit because. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is funny. And uh, shit. Uh, what do I do now? Uh, okay, I didn't buy that for uh, cemetery uh, gravestone. Yeah, um, it kind of threw me for a loop because Thanksgiving came earlier this year, so you had Black Friday a whole week before December, <coughs> right? Right, and then Black Monday or Cyber Monday was still almost a week before December. Now we're in December. And uh, I'm excited. I got all the decorations up. As soon as we landed, I think, from Arizona, I put everything up in the front. I put the tree up. I built a a stand for the tree. I was out in the garage with the saws and the drills. And then I built a a work platform that could support my weight over the stairs so I could do some work up there. Uh, Yeah, I've been using my power tools, Scott. Nice. Yeah, so if you ever need a like scaffolding, uh like a eight foot uh work platform that you put between two ladders, I got it, man. That's I out built of sight. One. I built one out of a two by twelve and some uh one by threes and it holds me. I could jump up and down on it, it will not break. Suspended in oh, twelve feet in the air. That is something else. Yeah. Not me. You won't get me 12 feet off the Why? ground. <laughs> no way. You hire somebody to do that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, I'm trying to convince my wife into getting a bigger, big screen, flat screen for above the stairs, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. the TV room. And you're literally suspended like 12 feet above the stairs right there. Yeah. That's how you have to put it on. 
the only way I can do that is I tried it once with this, uh, like, I have that ladder, that crazy ladder that you can use it as an extension ladder. It goes like 16 feet. And um, you can open it up and use it like scaffolding. But I'm, I'm not sure it's going to hold my weight. So I've had somebody else use it. But I built this scaffolding. You know, this is just a work plank. Uh, but if I lean the ladder up against one wall, I can put a, the scaffolding or this work plank on one rung with a clamp and then run it all the way across to the top step uh, of the basement stairs. I'll be suspended about 12 feet above the bottom of the stairs, but uh, it's sturdy enough to hold me and I can get the old TV off and put a bigger one on. So are you planning uh, doing that for the holidays? I'm working on it. Working, working on, on it. it with the wife. You know, we're not going to give mm-hmm. each other anything. So I thought, you know, hey, why don't we just get a new TV? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get a big 55-inch. It takes up the whole wall. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. A smart TV. You know, they got the smart TV now with the the web browser built in, the YouTube built in, the, all the Netflix and everything is built in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, there you have it. Yeah. Then we got this song. Remember this one? I remember this. Said the night went to the little lamb. Do you hear what I hear? Ringing through the trees, little lamb. Do you hear what I hear? This is when Scott and I were a band. Yes. Yeah. We were banned for five or six years. Yeah. A kangaroo court with Rick. Yep. Made some good money. We made some good dough, didn't we? We did, and I can't remember this. I wouldn't know how to play this at all. I wonder I know, how long I was... it would take me to to relearn it. Oh, I think it would come right back to you without a problem. Maybe two or three run-throughs. Yeah. That one year, man, we made a lot of dough. I'm, uh, I picked up the acoustic, John, getting the calluses back yeah. on the acoustic. I'm learning uh, how to play the Lumineers' latest song. <laughs> it's four chords, nice. I believe. Well, most songs are. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same four. I mean, they don't even no. change or nothing. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the no... same four? It's, <laughs> it's the G same four. over and over again four times? No. <laughs> you said the same four. It's this, well, usually oh, there's the like a bridge or something. Th- oh, yeah, something like that. But no, it's the same four. So that makes it easier for me. Yeah. Have you ever heard the, the songs that the four chords that... Every hit song is made from. I just saw the, uh, a post of that, but I didn't listen to it. I meant to, but I didn't. There's like 40 of them, right? It's the yeah. same. Yeah. It's the the name of the. It's like a comedy group. 
Listen to what I say. Listen to what I say. Child, the child. Yeah, good times, man. Right on. Good times. Uh, they're called the uh, Axis of Awesome. And they do like this uh, live bit where they talk about the four chords and stuff. And, uh, um, yeah, um, it's pretty good. Have you have you listened to it at all? Have you seen it? I've I've seen the link, but I haven't listened to it. No. I wish they would say what it's from originally. Like if it's from some composer that it was ripped off. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jordan. I'm Lee, and I'm we Benny. are the, the Axis of awesome. awesome, and I'm Benny. Yeah, we've been a comedy rock band for close to forty years now. Let's fast forward here. Four chords. Because so, we never wrote a four chord song. What do you, what do you, what's that? What's a four chord song, Benny? Well, if you want to, all the greatest hits from the past forty years, just use four chords. Same four chords for every song. It's dead simple to write a pop hit. Just four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These four hit. One, two, three, four chords. Sorry, let me get this straight, Chicken Little. Um, what you're um, what you're trying to say is you can you can take those four chords, repeat them, and pump out every pop song ever. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. Fuck off. Just listen. Do you recognize this? Uh, yeah, that is Don't Stop Believing by Journey. It's a great song. Very original. There's a few more that fit. Check it out. My life is brilliant. My love is pure. I saw. Can you believe that shit? Third one. Are you okay over there? Yeah, sorry. We got a sinus thing going on. Pulse nasal drip. It's a fourth song. I'm yours. This is the way you left me. I'm not pretending. No love, no hope, no glory. No happy ending. Cause you. So all you got to do is learn those four chords on your guitar, and you'll be a star for your daughter playing anywhere and doing a... You could sit in a coffee shop and probably make a shitload of money. I'll do that part. Can you believe that? Sure, why not? You know, it's really... You know, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, music, popular music anyway, comes down to the, the mo- vocal melody throughout that's weaved throughout the song. Yeah. So the music is kind of secondary Woven. to that. Woven, yes. Um, now, there are, there are bands that, that provide very interesting music. Uh, like Rush comes to mind. Very interesting music, lyrically passable, but the int- the music is more interesting. But for the most part, it's it's if you can weave the vocal melody through a song, and it could be the same three chords, same four chords, whatever. That's what pop music is about. Well, uh, that's true, but the melody has to be in the same key as the chord, so. Basically, there's not a whole lot of room with the melody. So the melody is more the syntax of the way the song is sang. 
Agreed. Now, uh, but it still has to stay within the, right. the realm of those within chords. the framework. Within the framework, yes. Uh, but very good. Like a Taylor Swift, uh, young girl, but she has this talent. She has this ability. Justin Bieber does not have this fucking ability, um, and that's why his career is not really going to last very long. Taylor Swift has this ability, and there are. Um, who don't have my daughter here, you say it. She'll stab you with a sharpened <laughs> <Really? laughs> fucking candy cane. But it's a... And the Beatles yeah. had that ability. And and uh, all the great pop... Like, uh, uh, if I think... So, well, maybe we should... Rush, interesting musically uh, subpar lyrics. On the other end of the spectrum, who I never got into, but uh, Bob Dylan... Is all lyrical, yeah, and and which is like Pendulette's favorite right. artist ever. I still don't get him. I don't get it either. You know what? Maybe we should take these four chords and write ourselves a song. Okay, a TTN theme song. With these four chords. All right, what are they? I don't know. <laughs> Axis of Awesome knows. I don't know what they are. I, somebody says what they are. Uh, that sounded kind of real. Recognize this? Yeah, yeah that's Don't Stop Believing by Journey. And the cast of the yeah, there's a few more Don't stop be- Are they Australian? Don't stop believing by Jenny. Oh, crikey. Uh, one guy says it's D, A, B minor, G. Another guy says it's G, D, E minor, C. I think it's the D, the G, D, E, C. According to... Uh, a guitar tab for Journey. It's E, B, C, and A. So G. I don't have anything plugged in. Wish I had a, an acoustic. Where I belong. So G. D. E minor. <laughs> ting, ting. To C. Right? Right on. No, that sounds like... Is that E minor? That's E, that's e major. Maybe it's E major. How does C go? I don't know how to do E minor. I thought this was E minor. No. The other guy says it's D. A. What's A? I can't do it. D. A. What's A? That's A. B minor. <laughs> I hit the I hit the E by mistake, and then G. So D, 
A, B minor, G. That doesn't sound right. We'll figure it out. Another guy says C major, G major, F major, G major. That's not right. That's only three. That would be C major. C major, G major, F major. What's F major? That's not F major. The fuck's F major? (coughs) What's F major, Scott? F major. Come on, man. Power chord. I'm not doing power chord. Power chords, really? I don't know how to do the power chord version. What's the power? So it'd be. You would just bar the first um, fret and um, with your index finger, and that would be your F major. We'll say okay. So that's G, D, G, D, E, G, D. What did I say? E. Well, John, while this is incredibly fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should move on. <laughs> All right, what are we moving on to? Celebrity news, John. We have celebrity. Celebrity news. Celebrity. Right. Did you know, John, that Chris Brown is in celebrity news? Chris Brown. No. He deleted his Twitter account again after he got into a flame up with Jennifer Johnson, who I follow on Twitter. I think um, somebody, one of our listeners turned me on to her. Maybe it was Amber. Yeah. Um, So Brown tweeted, so what Jenny Johnson does is every time he tweets something stupid, she just uh, comes back and and tells him what a fucking asshole he is, especially for beating up Rihanna. So Chris Brown tweeted, I look old as fuck. I'm only 23. And to that, she responded, I know, being a worthless piece of shit can really age a person. Oh my god. Brown tweeted to her, Take them teeth out when you suck in my dick hole. Well, that's really creative. Yeah. Isn't it? So she corrected his grammar. She said, it's... It's spelling. It's ho, H-O, not ho, H-O-E, you ignorant fuck. Hoey. To which he retorted, I should fart while you're giving me top. What does that even mean? I don't know. To which she said, your mom must be so proud of you. (laughs) To which he said, mom says hello she told me not to shat in your mouth, wanting me to shit right in your retina. Retina? <laughs> <laughs> to which she replied, you flirt. And it went on longer than that, but I guess it got a little bit more graphic and I can't find those. And then he deleted his account. But since then, he has created a new account, so we'll be hearing from... Chris Brown in the future, John. Wow. Isn't that exciting? It is. What a fuckwad he is. (laughs) And then you hear that Rihanna is back together with him? What the fuck is wrong with her? Dummies, John. Dummies. Oh, movie news. I forgot this. I got it. John. 
There you have it. <laughs> You're singing, man. You gotta no, sing. No, I'm not gonna sing. I forgot this exciting movie news, John. Are you ready? If you were gonna cast Jesus in a movie, who would you cast? Uh Jim Caviezel. No. Give me somebody else. He was already cast as Jesus. Give me somebody else. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, John Candy. Denzel Washington tops the list of actors who should play Jesus. How about that? Wow. I wonder what the movie will be about. Moving on with celebrity news, John. Have you heard of Jennifer Mee? You ever heard of her, Jennifer Mee? No. Um, she's the Hiccup Girl. Do you remember the Hiccup Girl? From yeah, 2007? yeah, yeah, yeah. She captured the global attention as the Hiccup Girl. She was 15 at the time, who spent nearly six weeks searching for a remedy for her nonstop yeah. bout of hiccups. You know what she's? What's going on with her now? Yeah, I heard. I heard how she got it fixed. She. This is what she said. Punch me in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she's 19 now, John. And she's been arrested and charged um, for faking hiccups, along with Laren Ratford and Lamont Newton. All right, if you're hanging out with guys named Laron and Lamont, there's nothing good that's going to come from that. Uh, she is charged with murder, John. What? After fatally shooting a man with a 38 caliber revolver during an armed robbery attempt. Yeah. So the hiccup girl is now charged with murder. See what hiccups will do to you? Makes you crazy. Crazy, John. That is crazy. She, are you sure... She shot somebody there. It's not a different person with the same name. <laughs> I'm telling you, I just read the story, man. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> Jennifer Me is her name. Look it up. Look it up. Wow. All right, our last celebrity story is uh, science genius. I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> Glenn Beck is a <laughs> science genius. <laughs> and we're going to listen to a clip of him trying to work out how old the Earth is. Are you ready for that? Yeah. All right, here we go. Here we go, John. But does the Bible give the earth age? It, it doesn't. Um, it, it says how long it took to it said, make it, to create it, right? But does it, does it affix an age to the earth? I don't think so. Um, Show me that. I think it, oh, if I it, does, if it doesn't say 4.5 billion years in the Bible, I completely discredit everything in it. Yeah, nothing's true then. <laughs> nothing nothing true. is true. God no. does not exist. <laughs> I'm an atheist. <laughs> really, it's all it's all hinging now. Oh yeah, on the on the age of the Earth. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Right with you, right? Yeah, you kidding me? Right? Right? Yeah. I mean <laughs> I know. who's not thinking that. I know, right? Right? We all Right, are. Stu? Right, of right. course. I've read this before because I think it's a because this is something that you know, anyone uh, here's the thing I love. Faith. You believe the earth was created in one day? I don't know how long the days are for God, but yours you're making my day a lot longer, Jack. <laughs> 
I have no idea how long the God days are. What an egomaniac to think that God's days revolve around the sun. Yeah. Not even that. Revolve around the earth. Yeah. Rotate. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. When we all know it's a thousand years long. <laughs> I mean that yes, much is clear. Of course that's clear. that much is clear. Of course that's clear. Mm-hmm. That's where Other you get the, that, that's no where idea. you actually get the seven days, isn't it? Right. Or the, yes. yeah, the uh, seven, seven thousand years. years. That may be, be that may be where you get it. What are you looking for, Stu? I'm are you looking, looking for, for actual age of the Earth in the Bible? Uh, yeah, yeah there's I some think it's, verse I, that indicates that people say that that is. I think it is that it, okay. that um, a a day to you know a God God's day is. is yeah, a thousand, is a thousand years. years. Yeah, yeah. No that's where you fucking idea. So the Earth was created about. in seven days, making meaning seven thousand years. Okay, so many things are wrong with this clip. The guy doesn't even know his own fucking fairy tale mythology. The guy who calculated that it's 6,000 years old took the chronology, is that the right word? Yeah. Of From Adam and Eve to all his descendants, their descendants, and the ages of them, which is listed in the Bible, and he added all that shit up, and it was 6,000 years. That's how they came up with the 6,000 years. They didn't say, oh, God's day is 1,000 years. <laughs> That's not in the Bible, you fuckwad. Yeah. He doesn't even know his own shit. No. And uh, he makes a comment early on that, oh, uh, 4.6 billion years isn't in the Bible? Oh, well, then I'm an atheist because it's not right. And what he's so stupid, because that's satire to him, but what's so dumb about it is if the God, uh, God really did write the Bible, what is so hard about him putting the fucking age of the universe in the Bible? Wouldn't that be something? If you open the Bible and it said the universe is 4.6 billion years old, and then uh, when we had the technology, when we had the science, we find out that it's 4.6 billion years old. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Wouldn't that be evidence yeah. that there's a supreme fucking being writing the Bible? Ugh. It's so aggravating Ugh. when they don't even know their own shit. And they make the atheists out to be the the retards, the dummies, the retards. Yeah, the the the, <laughs> the morons, John. I was gonna say, hey, speaking yons, of math, that's not the right word. Speaking of math, you know, Donald Trump, he can't read a gold chart. Hear about this? He no. tweeted uh, uh, today, uh, gold just set, or was it yesterday? Gold just set another record high on price. With the largest physical gold sales on record, inflation is coming. Uh, yes, gold sales are highest ever. The volume of sold gold because Obama got elected and people are buying bulk ammunition. But the price that he says, high record high price, uh, the record was set last year, <laughs> not this, not this year. That's how fucking dumb he is. And this is what cracks me up. How did this guy get so rich? He had a lot of money to begin with. Did he, is that the reason? And he gambled it and he got lucky? And then he bankrupt. He he had, he was bankrupt at one point and he got other investors. And uh, he got a show on ABC and then uh, he made more money. This guy has got to be one of the dumbest fucks I've ever seen. Unbelievable. Well, he links to an actual 
chart that was on Zero Hedge uh, that was talking about some sort of apocalypse because people are buying a shitload of ammo and buying gold coins because they think, you know, uh, money is just going to disappear and they're believing uh, somebody like uh, Rand Paul and Ron Paul that uh, the only thing we're actually going to be trading for is is gold. Uh, like, like when the shit hits the fan, anybody's going to give a shit about gold. They're going to be like, yeah, do you got any food? Right. Do you water, got any seeds? Clean water? water? Like they'll care about money. It'll be about bartering, you dumb fucks. Speaking of dumb fucks, John, let's turn to science news. Yeah. Science news. Now, we've talked about this fuckwad earlier. His name is Lamar Smith. Um, and he's on the House Science Committee. Yeah. And we, we, we researched it, and there's like 50 guys on this committee. And this is the... Lamar Smith is a guy who doesn't believe in evolution. And when I say believe, that's even the wrong term. He doesn't accept the fact of evolution. He denies climate change, clients, climate science, um, and he's really ignorant. He's uneducated. But we thought, hey, he's one of 50 guys, and the other guys probably make fun of him. They probably invited him into the committee just so they can make fun of him, right? Turns out, guess what happened, John? What? He is now the chair oh, yeah. of the House Science Committee. <laughs> right. So now he's in charge of the House Science Committee. How the fuck does that happen? How does that... Is that like uh, when they have these senior proms and they nominate uh, like the nerd to be the senior prom king? <laughs> is that how it happens? Maybe. Is this all a big joke to the Science Committee? They're like, yeah, put him in charge. That'll be funny. What the hell's going on? Unbelievable. So we got that science news, John. Speaking oh, of science, yes, oh, John. Go uh, ahead. Louisiana Governor's, uh, you know, Jindal, yeah. his voucher program, which Bobby would send $11 million to creationism endorsing schools, ruled unconstitutional. So it's a win. Of course it is. It's a win. Uh, back in July, we learned that Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal passed a voucher plan that would give more than a million dollars of taxpayer money to private schools that teach creationism. Their curriculums obviously wouldn't meet the state's science standards. Uh, let's see here. You can read some of the... Whose curic- standards yeah. would they meet? Uh, ESOPs? Yeah, finally some good news on the matter. On Friday, State District Judge Tim Kelly ruled that Jindal's voucher program was unconstitutional. This is what it had to say. It said, while the court does not dispute the serious nature of these proceedings, nor the impact and potential effects on Louisiana's educational systems, uh, vital public dollars raised and allocated for public schools through the Minimum Foundation Program cannot be lawfully diverted to non-public schools or entities. However, there is a downside, Scott, to that ruling is that it doesn't say the program is unconstitutional because it uses taxpayer money to promote religious garbage. The judge says it's unconstitutional because the program through which these schools are getting the funding is intended only for public schools. Still, the effect would be the same. Creationism teaching schools would lose out on public money. Uh, it says here, not surprisingly, Jindal isn't happy about it. It hurts his image with his Christian base. 
Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal, who had championed the program, called the ruling wrong-headed and a travesty for parents across Louisiana who want nothing more than for their children to have an equal opportunity at receiving a great education. Jindal, a Republican, vowed to appeal. Uh, here's here's what cracks me up. is Jindal, you stupid fuck. That's what church is for. Sunday school. CCD. Teach that shit there. Yeah, it's really ridiculous. And, uh, you know, in the global economy, uh, the only thing that's going to uh, help our country is science and technology. If we're on the cutting ed- edge of science and technology, we can still be a, a player in the global economy. Um but if you want to teach kids fucking fairy tales instead of science, that's not going to cut it. What are they going to do when they're older? What are they, How are they going to contribute? Yeah. Well, I guess they can come become politicians and spread the same bullshit. Yeah. Un unfucking believable. Which I'm moving on to religion. Yeah. One religious story. <clears throat> well, two of them, actually. I don't know if you know this, but the Pope is on Twitter now. Wow. Pope. I can't wait to follow the Pope <laughs> to see what his... I don't have his Twitter uh, handle. I should have brought that in. I just have the Pope is on Twitter. But I will find that out, and I will inform everybody so that we can follow the Pope on Twitter. Uh, Pat Robertson is in the news uh, he admits, uh, I don't know if you know this, John, but before the election, he made a prediction based on what God had told him. God, God told Pat Robertson that Romney was going to win the election. And that ah. didn't happen. So here's Pat explaining why. Well, what happened was uh, the devil uh, <laughs> yes. got involved. He in was it. wrong. <clears throat> Here we go. Pat Robertson. And why he blew the election. It seems that my internet... You have to practice the presence of God, practice the voice of God, practice hearing from God, and then check to see if indeed you are hearing from Him. And um, so many of us miss God. I tell you, uh, I, I won't get into great detail about elections, but I sure did miss it, and I thought I'd heard from God. I thought I had heard clearly from God. What happened? What intervenes? Why? What will you ask God? How'd I miss it? Well, we all do, and I've had a lot of practice. What does that mean? It means that uh, he basically he hears voices, and sometimes he thinks it's God, and sometimes it's not. And sometimes when he thinks it's God, it's really not God. And it's somebody else, and he still needs to practice I gotta on discerning the voices in his head. Uh, why, John? Why? why does this happen? <laughs> it's because you need more practice, John. Well, Bill O'Reilly had a few things to say. This is uh, about religion. He, he doesn't think Christianity is a religion. It's a philosophy. And if you think it's a religion, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. Attacks, you know you're on to something. Every year when we report secular progressive assaults on the traditions of Christmas, assaults. the crazy left loons begin a vitriolic that campaign us, John? to diminish me yeah. in this program. 
There is a reason why they are doing that. And it has nothing to do with Santa Claus. Let's take it step by step. No intelligent person could possibly see a secular display of Christmas as an imposition of religion. When the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree here in New York City was lighted last night, no one threw themselves to the ground screaming about Jesus. That did not happen. New York City police did not round up the onlookers and force them into St. Patrick's Cathedral a block away. Nothing religious happened at the tree lighting. It was just a fun occasion. Now, what the fuck is he talking about? He's right. He's... Well, he got he got in an argument with an atheist because the atheist didn't like the fact that uh, the government is calling it a Christmas tree and they're doing nativities and they're doing all this stuff. And he's just trying to say that, look, it doesn't have to be a Christmas tree. It could be a holiday tree. You know, so what? It's and Bill O'Reilly is like, but calling it Christmas it's not religious. Christianity is not religious. It's a philosophy. And they get this huge argument, and and I'll go back, maybe we'll do it next week, uh, the discussion he has where he calls the guy a fascist because <laughs> he doesn't believe in, in Christmas. But uh, this is pretty funny. He goes on about how Christianity is not a religion. It is a philosophy, Scott. It's totally different. Mm-hmm. So you heard an atheist on this program last night say the federal holiday of Christmas imposes religion on him. What religion would that be? He says Christianity. But Christianity is not an organized religion, a church that can be imposed. There are many different churches that promote the Christian philosophy in many different ways. Does the atheist think the federal government is promoting Mormonism, Lutheranism, Catholicism? What? After that interview, the crazy website people emerge, screaming that I'm wrong. Christianity is indeed a religion. These people are so stupid, it's painful. (laughs) Christianity is a philosophy. You don't have to believe Jesus is God in order to admire his view on life. Millions of Muslims admire Jesus as a prophet. In fact, the United States was founded on Judeo-Christian philosophy. That's what shaped our constitutional tenets. Again, if you are stone-cold did, and don't understand the difference between an organized church and a philosophy, I cannot help you. In 1927, President Calvin Coolidge made my All point. Right, we don't need to listen to any more of that. <laughs> he's, he's suggesting. Now, I understand that, uh, Jesus, there's a philosophy within Jesus' teachings. Right. But he's suggesting that... Uh, it's all philosophy and no religion when it well, comes to Jesus. Well, I mean, you first you have to define what religion is. And uh, Wikipedia and and Webster Dictionary, I don't know, who. maybe he doesn't want to agree that religion is a collection of belief systems, cultural systems, and worldviews that relate humanity to spirituality. And that's what, and sometimes to moral values. And isn't that what Jesus' philosophy is? And the following of his philosophy is religious in nature. Yes. Depending on, so you, you have to first define religion. He thinks religion is just a church. Yeah. Well, and we're the dummies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a fucking pinhead. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, many religions have narratives, symbols, traditions, and sacred histories that are intended to give meaning 
to life or to explain the origin of life or the universe. <laughs> they tend to derive uh, morality, ethics, religious laws, or a preferred lifestyle from their ideas about the cosmos and human nature. According to some estimates, there are roughly 4,200 religions in the world. Many religions have organized behaviors, clergy, a definition of what constitutes adherence or membership, holy places and scriptures. The practice of a religion may also include rituals, sermons, commemoration or veneration of a god, gods or goddess, sacrifices, festivals, feasts, trance, initiations, funerary services, uh, matrimonial services, meditation, prayer, music, art, dance, public service, or other aspects of human cultures. Religions may also contain mythology, Scott. And then as you go down in the Wikipedia, you know, you don't have to, somebody's got to, who's going to decide what a religion is? But they say the five largest religions. You know what number one religion is? Christianity. Christianity, Scott. How about that? Two billion adherents, uh, adherents of uh, Christianity in, two, in the year 2000. 33% of the world population. Islam, second place. 19.6% of the world population. 1.2 billion. Hinduism, 8,811 million. And that's the oldest religion known in our history. Chinese folk religion is comes in fourth place and Buddhism in the fifth. So, <laughs> O'Reilly, you're a fucking... Re- you're, you're an idiot. He don't know. He don't know. He don't know. Well, like he wrote a book about Lincoln. He got the whole... Uh, everything wrong. Everything. Not everything, but he got uh, very okay, important things wrong. Okay, he got his name wrong. right. <laughs> he got his name right. Um, and he keeps writing books. He's got a new one about Kennedy now. Yeah. How the fuck? The guy... Ditto heads. No, that's limb balls, Yeah, right? limp balls. Pinheads. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, next week, uh, we might be getting a visit by uh, Alfie. Uh, tis the season, Scott. Tis, tis the, the season. season. Maybe... Maybe Beelzebub will show up. Maybe yeah. the Lord. He hasn't been here in a while. It's been a while. Sure um, has. Has he ever been on with his son Jesus? Or did he just uh, talk about Jesus? I, I can't think he remember. talks about Jesus. He talks about uh, his son. And the problems that he has. Yeah. yeah. Teenager growing up. Raising a deity. Teenager. Yeah. 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 Real pain in the ass. Prima Donna. <laughs> thinks he's cool. It's like Spalding. Oh, he walks Caddyshack. on water, you know, <laughs> then everybody worships him. I mean, like, how harsh. That's not a miracle. What's that? I created the earth. The earth. That's right. Yeah. And the people who measured the earth. Yeah. I created them, too. Right. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know who that is, because uh, Phil's not going to be here. I wonder if it's a prank. <laughs> go check it out, would you? All right, let me go check. Nobody there? Yeah. No Phil then, huh? No. Maybe he's enjoying the warm weather we have outside. Possibly. That could be. Possibly. Was that it for this week? That is it for 268, John. 268 268 comes to a close. In the can. Um, 
couple of things coming up. We got uh, the holidays coming up. Uh, like you mentioned, Alfie, maybe Bob, Beelzebub will come in, and the Lord himself. Yeah. Not only that, what happened to our um, karaoke contest? I know that Amber went to uh, the UK, but she's oh, yeah. back, right? Is she yeah. back? She's back. So we'll have to get her in and uh, have the karaoke contest. Although Phil's not here tonight, he's, he expressed a great interest in that. He said he was going to beat all of us uh, in the karaoke yeah. contest. What songs are you going to do? Whenever we, we have that. I don't know. It was some, um, some song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that narrows it down. What was it? It was like a Josh Groban or something. Josh Groban? I don't know. Who knows? Michael Bublé? Yeah, Michael Bubbly. Yeah, I want to hear a, I want to hear him <laughs> sing a Michael Bubbly song. <laughs> I want to Three Coins in a Fountain. Remember that one? No. <laughs> all right, that's all we have for this week. I'm John and I'm Scott. Say good night, Scott. Good night, Scott. Listening to John and Scott. A total talk nonsense.